Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are with you live every weekday, 3 to 6, right here on Pirate Radio, 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, also on 1250 and 930, and online, PR927FM.com, and we are up on video, thanks to the fantastic chan man chandler honeycutt you can find us on facebook live and youtube watch the show and be a part of the show chime in on your thoughts questions comments concerns birthdays anniversaries everything in between you can find us on facebook live and on youtube each and every day also we'll have some post-game video for you and uh some pictures some video of nc state east carolina going on tonight in Raleigh, 7 o'clock first pitch between the Pirates and the Pack. We'll talk about that on today's show. We will uh, talk a lot of baseball on today's show. Joining us coming up at around 3.30, former Pirate catcher, now dropping bombs in minor league baseball, had a walk-off home run on Sunday. Jake Washer from the South Bend Cubs as part of the Chicago Cubs organization will join us on the show coming up at around 3.30 at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to NC State's version of Stephen Igo. He is Corey Smith with Pack Pride. We'll uh, preview ECU NC State on the diamond. Also, talk about the mass exodus from NC State's basketball program and get an update on what's going on with Kevin Keats there in Raleigh. And, of course, the Pirates will open up the football season with NC State, so we'll get a way-too-early football preview on the pack as well coming up at 4 o'clock. At around 4.30, we'll talk to Matt Davis. We had Matt on quite a bit last year because he was the play-by-play voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. He is now the voice of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and he saw... Ronald Acuna Jr. on the baseball field for the first time in almost a year as Acuna doing a minor league stint with the Gwinnett Stripers before he heads to the big league Atlanta Braves hopefully next week. They're expecting an early May arrival for Ronald Acuna Jr. We will hear what Matt Davis has to say about uh, seeing Acuna play for three games last weekend. Some monster crowds there in Jacksonville for some minor league baseball with all the eyeballs on the Braves superstar. And at 5 o'clock, Bryce Williams will join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We're going to play a a game with Bryce. I've played it with Igo in the past. I've got a list, a dozen of Bryce's old teammates and coaches from his time at ECU. I've got a soundbite of each one, and we're going to see how many he can identify. Wow. And I think it's going to be fun and very challenging. What's the over-under on Dangs? Oh, boy. Uh, I'll give him five and a half. Five and a half? I think I'm low. I'm going over. Yeah, it's five and a half. Low. How many names do you have? Twelve. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think you almost got to get up in the touchdown range, like seven and a half. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Chandler? Right. Seven. If it's at seven and a half, you going over, under on the uh, number of, dang, during that. I was going to put the line at eight and a half. Oh. Now, are we just talking about dangs, or can you include gosh or golly? No, just dangs. No, just just dangs. dangs. And, it's, and it doesn't have to be a leadoff dang. It could be, you know what? Dang it. Because that's you his, know? something like that. That's his go to. I mean, he'll, he'll throw in a golly or a gosh. But now, dang is the go-to. I think dang's a great, appropriate word just to drop anytime you just you know feel like you need to use it. I just saw the Lakers stop paying Bryce's favorite NBA player of all time. Who's that? Lul Dang. <laughs> oh, good dang. one. Hey, what's wrong with you, Chandler? You didn't like that? Sorry, is that not up to your standards? Mm. I've heard that recently. I was like Bryce. Like, I thought like Bryce. Not the joke. It's the first time I've used that one. There was a luau dang joke that i heard recently so well, it won't just, for me it's not you know i'm sorry no i'm sorry i can't like every single one of your jokes all right fine sports trivia and comedy zone wednesday night at aj's <laughs> <laughs> don't bring tomatoes to throw at me please uh by the way that is the voice of jonathan ellerby hey clipper you are now officially introduced thank, thank to you the show. you're thank welcome you. thanks for being here it's, I'm, it's such a huge rundown i just i feel excited that i was able to be a part of it shirley so, rhodes is here shirley give us an update on the buccaneer musical scoreboard presented by dub buck east carolina softball team leads north carolina central six to one heading into the top of the fourth inning all right get nice. the winks going as uh, shane winkler trying to get a dub shirley uh, how many innings in a college softball game there are seven unless you score more than seven runs, then uh, you can shorten the game after five innings. So if basically, if the home more? yes, if the home team is leading by more than seven runs okay. after uh, the fifth inning, you can end the game early. Gotcha. All right. Run rule. Like a run rule. Even yeah, in basically a run rule. Yeah. Like, okay. a, like a mercy. Well, Have I don't mercy. know about non-conference, <coughs> but I know uh, in I guess you could say in general. So the Pirates but, are basically two runs away from uh, potentially shutting this, yes. shutting this thing down in five. Yep. Let's head home early, folks. Yeah. All right. We'll keep an update on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Also, I uh, don't think there's much day baseball going on. In fact, I don't think there's any. Uh, but we'll talk about what's going on tonight in Major League Baseball and the NBA playoffs. There was morning baseball in Durham today. There was. Brian Bailey was uh, on hand to see Burley, Alec Burleson, playing in Durham. Yeah, Alec Burleson starting a six-game uh, away stand, I guess, in Durham. They're playing the, the Memphis Redbirds are in Durham Tuesday through Sunday. So if you're listening and uh, you live within driving distance of Durham, North Carolina, which you could you could go see burley play burley tearing it up we'll talk to another former pirate in the minor leagues jake washer coming up later on this hour uh all right i want to do an exercise with you guys real quick not a physical one. Oh, i thought we we're gonna do some push-ups or something nah that's that's your bag if you'd like to do so you feel free mm. um but this is a mental exercise so clear your minds all right and don't think of uh a time or a sport or a stadium or arena or if we're clearing our minds we're not supposed to think of anything are we no so get those thoughts in your head and then quickly get those out right. i just want blank in your minds chandler's your mind blank it's always blank ellerby you good over there I, i'm clear but go, hurry up i'm starting to get new, new thoughts in my head ecu versus nc state what player just popped in your brain david magazine man luke fisher okay I was thinking about that earlier today with State and uh, ECU playing in baseball. What is the first thought that pops in your brain with ECU-NC State? 
and i don't know the order of the memories that went in my brain unfortunately one of the first ones was the state player and it was andre brown really scoring oh, the God. touchdown in overtime the walk-off touchdown to beat east carolina but i was thinking about it there's a lot of memories you went to 2010 Ellerby went back to the early 90s, 92, I guess, January you know, 92. And, and I think because we just did a social media post with the Luke Fisher oh, uh, right. not too long ago promoting one of our shows, so that may have been been a recent suggestion. You know, something that just popped in my head because you said somebody from NC State, Chuck Amato with the glasses, just got stuck in my head. Ice! Um, and the Ice! red juice. Chuck, Chuck the chest. Yeah. He had a great run in Raleigh. He did. And a great ending thanks to east carolina yeah i mean which is why we uh punched him out on his last game at carter finley where they lowered the goalpost. So. but you could do like there are a lot of memories and you could if i say basketball i, I was there in raleigh when akeem richmond got hot and ecu had a lead on nc state now it didn't last because of i think it was tj warren tj warren damn vanderberg oh yeah vanderberg had like eight alley-oop dunks but sam hennett dropped 30 on nc state the only time they'll ever come here. The only time any ACC team will ever come here again. Sydney low moment. It was. For the, the, for, for the Wolfpack. But that, I, I remember how loud Menji's was that night that uh, the Pirates beat the pack and just the eruption. That was a sweaty box to be in that night. Like It was packed. It was I mean, awesome. It, it was a night where you, I mean, I remember banging on the seat in front of me to make noise. You what know? was the date, Ellery? It was December. Because I want to say. It was a December game. Did we have a Pirate Radio party at Tiebreakers before that game? Oh, uh, possibly. I think we did. I don't know. It wasn't anything afterwards because I remember a bunch of people coming over to my house afterwards and uh, we were raising cane. But uh, it's possible we could have had a pregame social at uh, Tiebreakers. I believe we did. Uh, and then went over to Minji's and saw just a fantastic performance by Sam Hennett and the Pirates that night. Coach Mack uh, getting it done. And uh, what a moment in time uh, in ECU basketball. Baseball, I think about jake agnos walking off the field tipping the cap yes after an awesome performance in a must win game in a regional for east carolina to advance and to stay alive and eventually they won that regional i think of elliot avent being tossed <coughs> from a baseball game when uh, the pirates and the pack get together now that wasn't the famous spin move from event i just I remember think. i remember him he's been angry several times yeah. you know maybe he's cooled off a little bit as he's gotten a little older and man he's been at nc state forever i just saw like he just got some big number of his uh, career win or something but he he is it's really amazing how long he's uh been the uh head guy at nc state but uh, yeah he he was a hothead early on in his career if you folks uh, have a memory that pops in your brain when you hear ECU versus NC State, what is it? Let us know. Shirley? I remember, uh, well, it's not necessarily, well, I guess you could say it's a person, but it was a phrase. The moron do wrong. <laughs> and that party we had on the fifth quarter yeah. when Motown began, yeah. LRB. Yeah. Motown. Coach Mo throwing up the crossbones <laughs> after... The victory over NC State. That was my that freshman year Ron, college. Ron. We'll talk to Get Corey Smith. Get on out of Smith. here. We don't want you. We'll talk to Corey Smith at 4 o'clock. Pack your bags. This is the first like football game between the two where both teams have 
their stuff you know what i'm saying like the last two meetings it was help me with uh david blackwell was coaching in one of the games for east carolina yeah well, in an interim stat and we didn't have a quarterback and then we opened the next season with a new head coach houston's first game was that nc state that one yeah. didn't go well either no uh, i think the game before that was the mo game which yes. was just a complete anomaly right so, because, because the Blackwell game was the first time Doran had beaten NC State, had beaten East Carolina, right. and he right. had a long winning streak against. And the that Pack. game was added to the schedule at the end of the year. That wasn't even supposed to be a that was the what West Virginia, Tech? West, West Virginia Virginia Tech game. West Virginia for NC State. Yeah, that uh, got the hurricane. Yeah. yeah, and then even before that, there was a run on the underdog winning. Like I go back to skip times when Daniel Evans came in here. And State was an underdog, and he put up like 500 yeah. yards on ECU. And then, I don't know what the line was. Uh, I can probably grab an old field steal because Ellerby's got him. That's the only thing he has in his office, which is a great thing to have. <laughs> if you're only going to have one thing, a stack of Phil Steele magazines is the thing to I have. I got a stack of Phil Steele magazines this tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets guys to hang out with him in his yeah. office. Uh, it, hey, what you got in there, Phil Steele? There's always usually a 40-year-old man lurking around my <laughs> office. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that Russell Wilson Magazoo, which yep. Chandler said interception, uh, you had that game. There was a run on like the uh, the underdog winning. I those think games. when uh, the Andre Brown game, he's his favorite. Yeah, East Carolina. That was the year East Carolina started off. We were ranked fifteenth and, and lost in overtime. Three and zero. Then lost the next three games. Yeah, Virginia, lost, uh, Houston, and Virginia. Yeah, uh, wild wacky year that year. Of course, some people say if Quentin Cotton was playing would have won those games i don't know if that's true but lost him in that two lane game and kind of went downhill from there yeah i was at the nc state game the famous 87 game when uh, the fence came down you know yeah that was before my time but that one is that one that like put a damper on the that's scheduling jim valvano canceled the series and uh i mean it was you know east carolina took a lot of the blame i mean i think nc state football the way they played probably should have taken a majority of the blame that game but uh and there was a lot of other people on the field that were not east carolina fans that it turned out being local high school folks but uh, that was a that was a different time back in the day in the 80s i, I went to a bunch of those games growing up in raleigh at carter finley stadium we hadn't even mentioned this one in ellerby this was a great addition to our conversation last week about statues larry shannon that was against state right Yes, towel game. Charlotte. Hadn't even mentioned that one. Scott Harley. Scott, Scott Harley. The running all over the pack. So uh, That was a beatdown. Of course, you know, another Charlotte-East Carolina-NC State game was uh, the John Thompson-Yellow Jersey game. I was at that game. Do you I put that? that one out of my memory. Yeah, that was the game that we were like, all right, let's do it. We were, we were trying to get fired up for the troops one more, and it just was like... ECU, like, blocked a field goal or something, had an early lead, and was like, is this really going to happen? And then I don't remember much positive happening in that game. I, I would have to go find back. the box score. Yeah, definitely find the box score. I remember sitting in Charlotte, it being cold, overcast, maybe even raining, but there was not much to stand up and cheer about. I remember sitting there being like, this was not a good idea. This was not a well use of time and money. But uh, the fandom in me, you know, we all went with, with great hope and. It was just never going to happen. So, uh, it, it at NC State at that time, had the D line of Mario Williams, Manny Lawson, John McCargo, like all these NFL guys. Oh, they just shredded. And made us. our offensive line look like a middle school team. Well, and Desmond, Ros- Ro- Desmond Robinson was our quarterback. And I mean, he I mean, he couldn't have been more than five foot eight. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just being. That was the, was that, 
well i guess that would have been the second year of was that the first or second year of pirate radio it was it was 2004 wasn't it because thompson thompson had already been fired and was going to co- coached out the game okay skip's first year was 05 then yeah okay yeah we did 03 04 was uh, the john thompson you know he started pirate radio in 2003 and uh you know a radio station focused on east carolina athletics and the football team wins three games in two years I mean, John Thompson couldn't have tanked it any worse. All right, but uh, so with seven oh seven left to go in the first quarter, NC State scored, and then it says fumble recovery. It was either a block punt or a block kick. East Carolina tied the game at seven. Oh wow! In the I, first quarter, in the first, and then that was probably it. I do remember that, and then it got to forty-five to seven before ECU scored again. What so, was the final score? Fifty-two to fourteen. Yeah, I remember it. it, it a 50 a 50 number that same thing when we kicked the field goal to keep oh, our God. uh scoreless stre- you know or not being shut out streak alive <laughs> yeah. with david blackwell that was a fit they had it was a bomb yeah who kicked that by the way jake verity right was it verity i believe okay to end the game yeah 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 doran, I mean, doran burned all his timeouts i was in raleigh for that game and we were leaving and as we were walking we heard i think ecu's band was there and we heard the fight song going and I was like, wait a minute, what do we do? And I found <laughs> out that Jake, I said, well, hey, at least we didn't get goose It's egg. good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I, I remember being at the, uh, the press conference with David Blackwell after that, and he handled it with, with a lot of class. He was it, great. It was a, it was a very, he was put in a very tough spot. Yeah. And he, he did as good as, I guess, he could, holding that team together and trying to put together something out there because i mean we were shredded with injuries and i'm sure no one really wanted to play at that point either you know there's so much chaos around this program and that you know and all the stuff going on it it was just i couldn't imagine what that the program when if the transfer portal had been as popular then as it is right now how many players i mean it it might have been like a covid bowl situation where players were just opt opt out not to play we we might not have enough players to play holton uh did not play that game reed herring started at quarterback for Uh, kingsley effetti went in i remember too yeah and uh i think kate norman even came in and played at there for a while sanga yeah and Um, and uber driver and uber driver (laughs) uh tyler sneed did not play in that game to allow him to get an extra year so yep. we get him back for next year which well, oh, that was wait. a big point of contention no, I, I do remember that yeah <laughs> he's not coming back next year well i don't think it really would have mattered much if he had played in that nc state game yeah uh but no that was like we were looking for talking points that week that was one of them the other one was who's going to be our coach and then was it like a day or two days after that lrb we had mike houston and gilbert it's, package deal it seemed like it moved along moved i think along. it was that weekend yeah. well, i think it was the next day i think it was a sunday when we got that news so and here we are now so uh look we've come a long way since then remember the uh ecu nc state game houston's first game i don't remember a lot about it but i remember they drove right down the field and we're going to take the lead. And did they fumble? Yes. They ended up not scoring. I think it was a fumble. It was a great first drive. I remember yeah. thinking, like, man, this is a this is pirate football, baby. Hey, pirate football is back. Offense is clicking on all cylinders. And then the fumble there at the uh, at the goal line kind of dampered the feeling there. So, so anyway, these two teams meet on the diamond tonight. Uh, did not expect a two nothing game the first time these two teams met, but that's exactly what we got low scoring game if you look at nc state scores they play football scores in baseball a lot of runs scored a lot of runs given up 
I'm expecting more runs tonight, although we talked to C.J. Mayhew yesterday. He says it's going to be another low-score game. Of course, that's what you want a pitcher to say, I think. Well, NC State has that one dude on their team that's like Parker Bunch. All he does is hit dingers, right? Tommy White, a.k.a. Tommy Tanks. Yeah, he's just hitting bombs up there as a freshman. And like, we, but we had got, like nine home runs in the first seven games of the year. We got Zach Agnos. They said he was going to hit three home runs this week. Three I, this week? Yeah. And then I said – I he. He predicted that, and then I said that you would have one tonight, Saturday, and then Sunday. I just heard the part about him saying John Stamos would be him in a, in a movie, <laughs> yeah. and then y'all uh, moved to the 70s show guy. Uh, well, yeah, that was a weird transition. Uh, also, Mario from Super Mario oh, Brothers. No, Mario Lopez. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I had fun with the players yesterday asking, should we ask Ellerby that list of questions? J- Jake and Zach. Yes, can, yes. Jake, can you grab it? It should be on that uh, calendar. Yep. Jake and Zach could be Mario and Luigi, though. <laughs> Jake and, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I got we get them some red and green hats. Well, you quit saying yeah and grab that sheet. Did you hear Chandler? He's like, he's so involved. Like he, Yeah. You think, what are the odds of him bringing you the questions, yeah. or he's going to sit there and ask them? <laughs> and while you're waiting on that, a quick Buccaneer Music Hall Thank scoreboard you, update hey. brought to you by the Buck. Pirates, thank you. <laughs> Pirates are up 7-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth. Runner on second and two outs right. for the Pirates. I was going to say, since we did it with Troy, we have to do it with Jonathan. Yeah, there you uh, go. Who did Troy say would play him in the movie? I missed that. Um, well, Chandler <laughs> got to Paul Giamatti, which I can't believe Troy agreed with. <laughs> oh, but, wow. But he said, okay, I can see that. Um, I would have gone with John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, bald guy. <laughs> you just think, uh, the guy from The Shield, Michael Chiklis, bald guy. Uh, who did Troy say? I can't remember now. Telly Savalas. Who's that? Kojak. Ah, uh, yeah. Before did your time? A little bit. Did, I know, uh, did, yeah. did he settle with Giamatti? Yeah, but I can't remember the first guy he said. Anyway, uh, Bryson Worrell had a great one because somebody had sent him a picture of young Patrick Swayze and Worrell. Dude. They had they both had like the bright eye, but the hair was like uh, exact. It's scary. It was it was really, really strange. All right, Ellerby. Seemed like a pretty brave guy, but what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? That's a good question. I don't like <coughs> Not a big fan of snakes. Just not 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 a big fan Popular of Popular answer. I'm with you. Just snakes and uh, not a big rodent guy either. Rats. Yeah. I mean, I just find them kind of. Uh, my daughter had a little miniature hamster one time, and it, I, I struggled a lot to to hold that. I mean, it was like you held it. Yeah, yeah like I wouldn't you put, hold it. Put it in your you know, make a big cup holding your hands. I mean, it was. What yeah. an odd pet, though, right? Yeah, I was anti. I was like, really tried to do all I could to talk her out of it. It's cool when they run in the ball. Did they do that? Like, yeah, we did fun. that a few times, and then uh, <laughs> you were over it. You know, but I mean, honestly, but you know, it stayed in the cage, obviously, a lot. My daughter ended up not ever playing with it that much, and then I ended up being like the caretaker for the for the little thing. And the little thing only lives for like two two and a half years, and then small it, shelf life. Yeah, one day when I came down, uh, you know, I forget the. It was dead. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not moving. Despite of my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Who said that? Shirley knows it. Smashing pumpkins. That is correct. Well done, Shirley. Ellerby, what is the strangest thing in your fridge? I bet you got some weird stuff in there. Strangest thing in my fridge. You know what I really like to keep in my fridge when when I when I go to the store and my kids don't eat them all is uh, do you ever you ever see those trolley candy worms? 
They're yeah. like, they also come in like octopus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they gummy or are they, they sour? They're sour gummies. Okay. I like putting those in the fridge. Interesting. They're really, it may, like, I don't like eating them just room temperature, but if you put them in, a, like, open up the top of the bag and put them in the fridge and let them get uh, a little cold. Now, during, oh. during jelly bean season, do you keep your jelly beans in <laughs> Well, the, in this the is the other 364 days, Chad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By the way, uh, happy belated jelly bean day. I heard you issuing yeah. me an apology the other day. I'm sorry I didn't say it to it's you. It's actually two day. apologies, because I had to hang on. I know. That like, you know, <laughs> was bad. You Troy deed me. You know, <laughs> like, you, you promised me something, and then, but you did remember somehow. You must have made a note. Um. All right. So my dad put peanut M and M's in the fridge. Yeah. Anybody? Those are good. I like. I don't them. like peanut M and M's though. I just like. I mean, if I'm choosing, I'm going regular. I'm M&M. going regular too. I'll, I'll eat a peanut M and M. Surely, what is I'll wrong eat, with I'll these I'll eat people? a peanut M and M before I will ever eat a regular one. My wow. grandparents, my granddad, they would put ho hos in the fridge. Do you like your? Uh, I don't know. I'm, you're not much of a ho-ho guy, <laughs> judging by your midsection. Uh, do you like? Do you put stuff like that in the fridge or keep it outside? Uh, Reese's. I, yeah, I always chocolate of any kind. I don't like at room temperature. It has to be cold. Okay. Um, there you go. But yeah, my Reese's cups they have to be practically frozen for me to eat them. Ellerby, as a young Ellerby, what did you want to be when you grew up? Non-media marketing, advertising related. Uh. You know, I really probably thought I was going to be a baseball player at some point, but uh, nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> you asked what I thought. <laughs> my, you know, it's funny. My when, beliefs. When I had to tell the players this yesterday, I said, "Okay, non-baseball," and I tell you, "Non-this," and you go to baseball. Well, Interesting. It, but I, honestly, I do remember that uh, I, I did want to be. I, my my goal was to be Brent Musburger. Okay. That that was like I was like, I always you're looking live. No, like Brent Brent Musburger was the host of CBS. I forget the the NFL today. You so know? not necessarily play by play, but a studio show. No, he used yeah him and the Greek. Like yeah. that's where like I first started knowing who Brent Musburger was. Okay, and I and I thought he had the coolest job in the world. You know that is and, cool. And uh, I always was you know fascinated with television, and then uh, more so develops you know a flavor of radio but uh, i always thought brent musburger had like the coolest job when i was a kid when i was a kid i wanted to be like you know jeff charles woody durham play by play but now my favorite thing i do at pirate radio is the pregame show which is kind of right. directing traffic studio hosts like that's my favorite thing well right. no one is lost at that point and uh, i mean in, in the nfl right. today, and it's it, so upbeat yeah and the nfl today at that point was i mean it was like because you know they would go to a few live shots maybe here or there but they would just you know talk I mean, it was just ahead of his time. It was it was a really cool show. So, all right, uh, Ellerby, not a big wrestling guy, but who was your all time favorite wrestler? Uh, probably you probably wouldn't guess it, but I always used to think that Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man was a uh, Jimmy. I think his last name was Valiant. Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. The he, guy Jeff Charles has had on multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I always thought he was like a fascinating <laughs> character. Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man. Yeah. All right. Just, what, would, what did he wrestle like what was he that? was on like the, sa- the saturday morning when he would go talk to tony shivani okay and like you know where it'd be like 20 people over in the corner of the ring did you ever watch those on saturday mornings i'm a little bit ahead of you a little ahead but yeah what was yeah. his gimmick he, he was just a wild he had long blonde hair and he was just kind of a wild man and just would i mean kind of a hillbilly that would just talk <laughs> freaking nonsense i mean it was great <laughs> i mean i mean I, not to love. I mean i also i mean i mean who didn't i mean 
everybody loved the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair. I like right? that you went off the radar with it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good pick. And, and the uh, Road Warriors were kind of cool because they had the metal spikes on their shoulder, shoulder pads. pads yeah. I mean, there was always, there was some like kind of ahead of their time, but uh, the talk of wrestling back then. And, I, and honestly, you know, much to kind of like my media side, I always used to like Mean Gene. I always used to thought he had a cool job interviewing the the wrestlers and stuff. Yeah, just kind of because I mean you'd have this little guy standing there holding the mic up and then him he, getting choked by Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah, that was Bobby Heenan. Oh, sorry. Which I wish I was old enough to appreciate the brain when I was a kid. The brain and uh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, had the, mouth uh, of the ten- South. Yeah, and then Jim Cornette had the tennis racket. Yep. There was when they had like. When they had the real managers that would come in and stuff, I mean, it was wrestling was was really pretty theatrical. And I remember like the first few WrestleManias and the Saturday nights that they would have Saturday the Saturday night main event. Yeah, they they would be real late, and it'd be like a treat to stay up and watch. I that. wonder what it's like today. Like, is Hunter or his friends watch wrestling? I don't think so at all. Yeah, it's not a thing right now. Not I, I don't think I don't. I mean, kids, at least my kid son doesn't watch TV. So right. and I don't and, and if wrestling's not on YouTube anywhere, I don't really think they're they're linked into it. All right, um, what actor would play you in a movie? You know, maybe y'all can come up with somebody better. But since you said it a little while ago that we could use Young X, how about Young Harrison Ford? Okay, very distinguished like gentleman. Like the um, Indiana Jones Harrison Ford. Yeah, how about that? Okay, does that work for you? I'm fine with that. Sure. If I come up with something, who's got your hair? The guy, the guy, the other guy from the '70s show, Shirley, help me out. Oh, Topher Grace with the yeah, with the hair. Yeah, he's got to, the can hair. Can you mix two guys? I'll have to Google have him. Harrison up. and then his his hair. Harris, yeah. hair, Topher Grace, or maybe um. Oh, I just saw his face, and now his name. You has know, just somebody my mind. yesterday said Jim from The Office. Uh, no, the guy. But Ellery um, could do Jim from The Office. Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah i'll have to google that up ellery's not as mopey as sarah though but he does have the the mop he does have the mop yeah. i think that's what i'm correlating is you ever mop. seen arrested development no that is a great underrated comedy show that more people need to watch who do you guys have playing you hey another guy from arrested development you're you're kind of batemanish jason bateman. jason bateman yeah i'm a big bateman fan i liked him in the ozarks i would be probably jonah hill gotta think chunky right Tommy Boy, Chris, Chris Farley. Farley be great. I would be honored. I guess Belushi going way back. Yeah. Intern Allie asked me this question. Jack Black. Think. I'll go Jack Black. I like Jack Black. Sorry. I like Jack Black too. For you. All right, go ahead. I'm uh, going to go a gla- no glasses. Seth Rogen. For me. For me. Yeah. Oh, for you. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Right. Because she showed me a picture of Seth Rogen, but he had glasses, and I said, find one without glasses, and it was, I think, spot on. All right. There you go. Dead <laughs> Rainer. If you could go to any country in the world this weekend, where would you go? I would go to the Grand Caymans. All right. Hey, I had that answer ready to go. Ellerby, as a man of discipline, of principle, what is your worst habit? Hmm. Loving too much. <laughs> just caring too much just winning the day too much yes just uh just just uh my worst habit is you are very like on schedule particular a guy like you does probably not have a lot of bad habits uh 
you know, I mean, there's occasional where, you know, I'll go off the deep end and eat really bad. Oh, you know, get out of here. But, you know, up. which, I mean, it's, it's you know, that, I'm trying to think what what's a really bad habit I have. Using too many cliches? <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i'm trying to think i mean this would be a better question for my family they'd probably be able to list at the ellerby roast we'll yeah, ask this one yeah next time you you see when hunter's in i got i'm gonna ask these questions about you yeah he, he would probably say that i'm mean unfair <laughs> doesn't uh, let me eat taco bell i like i like to go to bed early that would be a bad you know so who knows <coughs> Uh, let's see. I think Molly might be chiming in with something here. Don't nah. have anything. Uh, and have you ever sang karaoke? Yes, probably. Yes. What, what would be your song if you had to sing one? Uh, this weekend? I think if I did one, I might have done Journey. Don't stop believing. Absolutely, babe. Yeah. A duo. The right default. Here. I don't know if I do a duo. Wow, get out of here, buddy. I, mean, I was thinking we could do one at the uh, kickoff party. Yeah, I would probably let the band handle all that, Chandler. We want people to stay. <laughs> I don't think I would be worth listening to. Are you saying you're really good at it? I'm I'm pretty, I'm solid. Is it? I could see that. Have you heard Chandler? I have not, but he is. I uh, get the crowd involved, and it doesn't really Is that your go-to see. song? Don't. Yeah, that's, that's my answer. That was my answer yesterday. What do you got, Cliff? Uh, Rocket Man. Wow, that's a long one. Elton John. Yeah. Elton, I'm an Elton John guy. Elton John's um, good karaoke. Let's uh, Bud Light, ECU report, Ellerby, Pirates pack tonight in baseball. Football, not much going on. Did add a receiver through the transfer portal mm-hmm. from Duke to help out the offense. Basketball, Mike Schwartz still adding players. And hope I think, I shouldn't even say that, but to play next year, you have to be in the transfer portal by May the 1st. I think... Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, those guys from last year, uh, we're going to at least have a returning core to go along with all these new faces in basketball. Yeah. But we'll see by the end of the weekend. Have you have, have you released your official statement on Suggs to UCF? I'm going to remember the good times, but I will never root for any player in a UCF jersey. That includes Brandon Suggs, my oh, own wow. daughter. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Lily Brock. Skip Carey. Gets the air clap. <laughs> Don't touch them together, huh? Yeah. I, mean, I cannot wait to be in section two thirteen with with you ne- uh next year. I'm not gonna boo him. I'm not but I know fans will. Every time he touches the ball, there's gonna be boo birds. I'm gonna cheer for my team, but I'm not gonna root in any way, shape, form, or fashion for Brandon Suggs. You won't acknowledge him or No, when they announce <laughs> Uh, when they announce the starting lineups, I'm going to cover my ears and turn my back. If he, if he fouls out against the Pirates, will you cheer? <coughs> yeah, because that'll be something good for ECU happening. Okay, but no, nothing like if he misses a free throw, you won't cheer? Yeah, I cheer every opposing team's miss free throw. Okay. What I will not do is boo him when he touches the ball. If you do, I understand why, but I don't, I don't know. If, I'm not much of an opposing team boo guy. When anyway. UCF comes to Greenville, if I got a big fat head of you to stand behind the basket... Would you like wave it when he's at the free throw line and say, remember me? Can I just sit in my seat and watch the game? <laughs> no, I want to put it like a, a captain hat on you, you know, with, with the big... Do you remember the good times? A the big sink boat is over. It's done. It's sank. It's over. Done. So if he'd have gone to FAU, it would have been a little... Uh, it would have been... You wouldn't have bothered you? No. In fact, if he'd have gone to like St. Bonaventure, I would have rooted for him. Mm-hmm. But I can't root for any UCF players. So there you go. There's my official right. statement. I got you. 
Ellery, thanks for hanging out. Hey, enjoyed it. See you next week. Uh, Jake Washer on tap. Corey Smith from Pack Pride going to join us. Matt Davis to talk some minor league baseball. Bryce Williams. That's the lineup for the rest of the show. Jake Washer, fresh off a walk-off home run, joins us when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back are you in outside uh sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential well copy pro has been in eastern north carolina for over 45 years and continue to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We've got some guests coming up. We'll get to one right now. Former Pirate catcher, now with the Chicago Cubs organization, playing with the South Bend Cubs, and what a weekend he had and what a game he had on Sunday. Jake Washer, a walk-off bomb, and we'll talk to him now right here on Pirate Radio Live. Jake, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Great to uh, catch up with you, and congratulations on an awesome performance on Sunday, uh, Jake, where you hit a couple bombs, including a walk-off home run, and uh, had the other hits uh, along the way as well. So uh, what went right for you Sunday? You were, you were feeling it. I was seeing the ball well, and... It was the first game I had behind the plate, and it was just a really nice day. It was supposed to rain all day, and rain missed us. So, overall, it just became a really great day. No doubt. And uh, I saw the, the celebration, and, and Jake, as you you go on throughout your career, it seems like minor league baseball, yeah, you're a team. You're playing a team game, but everybody is trying to individually get better to get that call up. So you lose some of the team aspect, but, man, your guys were running out on the field. You had a great celebration at home plate. What is that like, Jake, where you're trying to get better individually and 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 break away from that team, but at the same time celebrate as a team and be a team on the field? Right, so everyone has their own uh, individual interests, but at the end of the day, we're all baseball players, and we all love competing and winning, so you can all see that, that winning never gets old, and we all still enjoy doing that. So whenever something like that happens, we all get excited and happy about it. Jake Washer joining us, playing currently for the South Bend Cubs. Uh, how, how much do you enjoy uh, South Bend and, and really this uh, minor league lifestyle overall, Jake? It's become a lot better, so they provided us with housing this year and uh, our amenities and where they have us staying is absolutely awesome, and um, they treated us right this year, and so far it's um, been a great experience. South Bend's a good town with a pretty passionate minor league baseball fan base, so uh, we sell out pretty good uh, games, and they get rowdy and excited, so it's fun. And as far as taking care of minor league players, is that uh, connected to the collective bargaining agreement, or does that not have anything to do with that? Uh, what about that, Jake? The housing was before the agreement. Okay. So this was this had been put in place uh, sometime last year before the season had started and before the lockout. 
10-4. Talking to Jake Washer, he joins us, former Pirate catcher, now a catcher on the uh, South Bend Cubs. How about uh, the season so far, Jake, and how things are going for uh, for you? You said this was your first game behind the plate, so how much uh, activity have you gotten during games this year? So I've played, I believe, two or three games at first base, and then I've dh one game. So I'm getting decent at-bats, playing two to three times a week, so getting in there as much as I can, and experimenting with a new position it's been pretty fun when's the last time you played first base before uh this year uh probably 2018 college summer ball okay and uh do you feel comfortable over there uh it's getting better still um learning this and that but it's coming together and i'm getting uh decently better at it What's the uh, with the schedule? I guess you get a lot of Mondays off. So, what's the the schedule like for you? What do you do on a on a day off? Um, well, around here we have a very nice golf course. We get a discount <laughs> that we like to take advantage of. So, weather wasn't too great today, so I didn't go out there. But um, yeah, games are Tuesday through Sunday with every Monday off. Um, so you get to plan out pretty much what you want to do. Talking to Jake Washer, Jake, the uh, Chicago Cubs, the big league team, got off to a good start, lost uh, over the weekend to Pittsburgh, but playing pretty good. Got the uh, the new uh, Asian import that's killing it right now, Suzuki. How, how much do you follow what's going on at the big league level? Uh, I follow it pr- pretty well. I know they just won 21 to nothing <laughs> yeah. or whatever the score was the other day. So they have a good team right now up there. Um, good arms, and Suzuki's been – everything he's been um talked about so it's been cool to watch yeah he's been awesome and as always uh the crowd uh, has been awesome at wrigley field sounds like that trickles down to the folks there in south bend jake how much are you uh keeping up with what the pirates are doing these days i've been watching um uh, mostly uh their games happen while we play so i don't get to watch but i, I look on twitter and see how they're performing and seems recently they've been doing better been picking it up so always root for them yeah and then you were a part of those teams it seems like jake when uh conference play rolls around that's when the pirates uh it's their time to shine they lost a, a series for the first time over the weekend since 2018 jake that, that's a crazy stat yeah and i know uh, my second year i believe it would have been 17 was one of our down years and then since then it's been on the rise and then Hit some speed bumps this year, but um, Cliff has a good team, the resilient group, and they know how to bounce back and play in big games when it matters. Jay Washer joining us. East Carolina uh, taking on NC State today and then back home this weekend. Cincinnati will be in town for a three-game series. And, uh, Jake, how about you as far as, you know, how are you different at all uh, compared to when we saw you playing at East Carolina? Have you you changed your swing? You do anything differently? Or is it just kind of perfecting what you had already done before? There's a lot of, that goes into it. Um, obviously, the pitching uh, continually gets better. Guys are throwing harder. So learning how to hit that compared to some college games where you didn't face it every day. And then catching-wise, just a um, big portion of it is receiving and getting uh, borderline pitches called strikes. So that's been a big emphasis since I was already um, good at blocking and throwing the ball. So that's been pretty much my main focus recently. How much are all the computers and analytics used at the minor league level, Jake? Is all that stuff readily available to you when you want to see it? 
Yes, every at bat, um, pretty much every play during the game broken down, video clips sent to your phone whenever you want them. Cool. <laughs> well, how do you balance just going out there playing a game like you did in Little League and Babe Ruth in high school and also using all that technology to your advantage? You don't want it to, you know, overcrowd your brain, but but how do you balance that? I don't really pay much attention to it. I usually know when I hit a ball hard and when I don't. <laughs> Things like that. So I, I tend to not care too much about it. From a pitching standpoint, it's I feel like it's more important. Right. Um, knowing how what their pitches do and how hard they're throwing and stuff like that. Uh, Jake, we, we keep up with what all you guys are doing in the minor leagues, and uh, Shirley Rhodes does a great job of it. Every now and then, uh, former intern Macon will, will help us out with that. But uh, have you come across any Pirates during your minor league games, travels so far? Not yet, but Brian Packard's in West Michigan, and we do play them later this year, and uh, Lake County is where Gavin Williams is. Yeah. And I guess Peoria, where... Um, Francisco is so nice. Have an opportunity to play them at some point this year. Yeah, Pirates scattered all over the place. Good to see Pack hit a bomb. Uh, his first one of the season over the weekend. And I don't know if you've been following Gavin, uh, Jake, but his numbers have been awesome here early. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. He's been he's been dicing. Good deal, Jake Washer joining us uh, today on Pirate Radio Live. What's the uh, the schedule like this week for the uh, South Bend Cubs, Jake? We are headed to Quad Cities. Um, Tomorrow morning, that's in Davenport, Iowa, about a four-hour trip. Head out pretty early and get there. Just enough time to get loose and play a game. The weather doesn't look too bad, so it should be a decent week. Good deal. Keep up the great work, Jake. Good to catch up with you, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, Cliff. Good talking to you. Jake Washer joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, South Bend Cubs, and playing some uh, some first base, some DH, and was behind the plate where we're used to seeing him on Sunday when he dropped a couple of bombs, including the walk-off shot. We had that video for you on our social media accounts at Pirate Radio. Take a timeout, come back. We'll see what the folks are saying on the Facebook Live chat. And uh, Chandler, Miami and Atlanta – is off the board right now. You cannot uh, currently bet on that game. Do you know why? Is the game no longer available? <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to play the game. Oh, uh, they are going to play? But there's a big injury. Jimmy Butler out. <gasps> yeah. What? If you got Miami early, you might be struggling. Did you take the suggestion i said earlier no today? I okay didn't. good i didn't <laughs> i right. did not well I, did. I think i think miami can still get it done ah they're gonna be without jimmy butler right knee inflammation oh the inflammation the old rki for jb so uh we'll talk uh playoffs later on in today's show and more we'll wrap up our one when we return after these words
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our various social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number one. Coming up in hour two, Corey Smith from Pack Pride. We'll talk some NC State baseball, get you ready for tonight's game. Also, look at uh, what's happening with Kevin Keats and Pack Hoops and also Dave Doran and NC State football so that's coming up at four o'clock matt davis will uh he called some ronald acuna jr action last week as the voice of the jacksonville jumbo shrimp so we'll uh, talk some minor league baseball acuna and more with matt davis later on in the show and bryce williams will join us we'll go pirate radio outdoors we'll talk a little nfl draft and we will play i don't have a title for it do you know your former teammate's voice that's a long title we Get, need to shorten that down. Guess that voice. Guess that voice with Bryce Williams. There you go, Chandler. Thank you, sir. Uh, so all that coming up later on in today's show. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, let's get a quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. What's Dope. going on? <laughs> Can I say it? Yeah. Dub Buck. What's going on in ECU softball? ECU is currently leading 8-1 to one in the bottom of the six. Runners at second and third, only one out. Thank you very much for that update. On the what? Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. We are still waiting to see what the line will be for tonight's game between the Heat and the Hawks. Jimmy Butler is out, so that game is currently off the board. Two other games tonight in the playoffs. Memphis, a six-point favorite over Minnesota. That one in FedEx Forum. And can the Pelicans take their show back on the road and take the lead in the series with mm. the Phoenix Suns? Mm. What about a story? Phoenix, a uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite at home tonight against the Pelicans. Last night, say goodbye to those bums from Brooklyn. The bum, the Brooklyn bums. They are donezo. Boston, man, I love uh, the Celtics team. They got the toughness with Marcus Smart. They got the star power with Tatum and Brown. They're a good bunch, Chandler. That's they're, a, and they're a good bunch. They're a and, good and, bunch. And they work their freaking tails off. <laughs> they actually do. They will play. Uh, they will lock you down on defense. Marcus, and, led by Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Now, he did punch a guy in college, but hey, let's forget about that. Did he? At Oklahoma State, yes, he did. Who? With, you mean the fan? No. Marcus Smart went in the stands and punched a fan while at Oklahoma State. Why? What? Do you, okay, I said you mean the fan, and you said no. That's exactly what you were talking about. Oh, I thought you asked if the fan punched him. No. Uh, did he punch a fan? I swear I thought he did. I think you're... Now, he had a fan interaction. I do remember that. But uh, I don't know if he necessarily... I don't think he punched a fan. Okay, maybe... He, I'm thinking of LeGarrette Blunt. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. No, he punched a player. <laughs> okay, no, hold on. dang it. Stop. Stop. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I, I'm oh. thinking of Marcus Smart punching a fan in a college basketball on a court. No, wait. I'm thinking of an entirely different sport and another opposing player on a blue football field because it was Boise State. 
No, you. I'm no. He definitely got into it with the. Fa- all right, I he, know he did. All right, he pushed him. He pushed him. <laughs> pushed, punched. What's the difference? I'll show you during the break. <laughs> <laughs> and a quick Buccaneer music hall scoreboard update: East Carolina wins it nine one. Way to go, Booyah. Pirates! Pull out the winks. Wink it. Wink it up. Time wink it to up. Wink. Uh, Chandler, you were right about something yesterday. Do you even know what you were right about? No. Um, you said the Raptors would beat the Sixers last night. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I, I knew that. And they blew them out. And now people are starting to, you know, oh. you're starting to hear the whispers. Hey, hey, Doc Rivers. Tick tock, Doc. Hey, Tick tock, Doc. Doc. He is known as a choker. He's a choker. Is he going to blow a 3 nothing series lead? Will he do it? They go back to Toronto. 3 1 now. Raptors trying to make it's 3 to 2 now, sir. Is it 3 to 2? I'm sorry. It's 3 to 2. <laughs> yep. And the Mavericks absolutely manhandled the Jazz last Luka. night. Dungeon. I think the Mavericks are better. No, they're not. Are you going to do that again? But when Luca's off the court and Brunson goes to work, they are a lot more fun to watch. I'll say that. But, uh,. No, nah, they're not better without Luca. You did that a few years ago with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Turns out the Panthers aren't good with or without him. <laughs> there you go, bud. Like you two once sang with or without you. They can't live with or without him. Panthers, you excited for the draft? Um, I'm very excited about the draft. I'm excited about the party <coughs> that I'm going to. Got some prop bets gonna have a fun night. Yeah. So I'm waiting for those prop bets to come in. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just the uncertainty of the draft, really in general, but for the Panthers, um, I mean, in my mind, it's it's either a left tackle or it's a quarterback. Now, you know, you could kind of name one person for each group, like say left tackle. Oh, we're going to go with Evan Neal, or at quarterback, we're going to go with Malik Willis. The thing is, is that if we go with the left tackle, you don't know who's going to be there. Uh, I, even yesterday, I saw where Evan Neal was the number one pick. Now, Evan Neal has bounced around in the top ten all the way from one to eight. Well, to, I read, and you know, like you say, you read like a new comment every day. Exactly. But I saw one yesterday that said, and I don't know who said. It. I thought it was somebody from the Panthers, maybe. But but the cross, what's his name? Is it? Uh, yeah, um, Chris Cross. No, uh, Charles. Uh, no, Charles Cross. Yeah, that's him. Why do you keep saying I say the correct thing and you keep saying no? That's you've done it twice this segment. Did I say no right there? Yes. No. You see our year? I just said yes. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, Charles Cross. I know. Who, I know. But I saw about. He, like he's the best uh, tackle it's prospect. So much in uncertainty. Years. Yeah. Um. Uh, just with the like I said with the draft in general so and when it comes to the Panthers I really don't know if I had to put money on it if I had to I say we go with a quarterback you take one of those quarterbacks there a cube uh, but who's that quarterback you don't it's just I, I can small say hands I, Pickett it could be Pickett it could be Willis um or it could be I mean I could just I can just see it right now. Corral coming out of nowhere. Panthers coming out and, and picking Corral at six. We still got two days to talk, but I do, and we need to take a break. Uh, but I want to ask, like, would there be a name read at six that would really make you mad? Or it, a name that would really make you happy? 
i think it's so up in the air right now you're just kind of gonna have the same reaction regardless of regardless pick, right? i mean and especially with the quarterback situation I, i've gotten to where i don't care what quarterback it is as long as it's a quarterback but if it's anything if it's any other position besides a left tackle or a quarterback you go sauce gardner at six i'm livid i'm thinking about you just not even corner being last it. year so exactly and then you lock down dante jackson you went with jc horn last year no way no way all right that matt rule has the sense enough to go with another corner okay why do you why matt rule is he making the call he, he is basically the deal breaker okay in the war room let's so. do a quick sweep of facebook live steve hill says burgly burgly but burgly burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly susan dean says hashtag fire matt rule anthony dunn on our previous talk about what you're afraid of and uh, tony dunn says i'm afraid i saw this, this of jada pinkett smith amber heard and miranda dunn his wife that is his wife uh greta says kick that wolf pack uh, mike p says more like barry irving it's pretty good mike p also said smart went to the crowd when he was at osu because of a racial slur the fan was yelling at him okay i don't know trey says DraftKings has the heat at minus four that's what i haven't met my parlay. parlay mike says do you think they'll bring back the random fans sitting in a chair when they announce draft picks if so will someone please trip goodell that was weird that was the COVID year right where he had like his it was his recliner or like chair oh, that yeah. he had in the basement the well they're first all year back live this year like it's in well, vegas it was, it was last year right yeah yeah so it's in vegas this year and <coughs> i'm trying to think last year was there there was people there but was there restrictions or was it just a full-on like draft party but anyway there's going to be a lot of people there this year i know in, in vegas partying it up and I just I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the whether it's a fan that they select or a former player. I'm not a fan of that. Just let the commissioner do it. I guess I'm just a I just I don't know. I don't like that. All right. Get rid of it. Fine. Don't do it. Okay. Zero. None. Don't freaking don't freaking do it. <laughs> we have we have a good bunch. Let's take a timeout. Too much Chandler there at the end of this segment. What's when, wrong with that? When we return. I'm not talking the rest of the show. Corey Smith will join us. That's not true. Let's get out of town. <laughs> uh, we'll talk some NC State athletics. Get you ready for Pirates and Pack on the Diamond tonight in Rollywood. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. 
Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Josh Gross going to get the ball tonight for the Pirates to start things out, according to a graphic put out by ECU Baseball. I'm assuming that means he starts if he's the graphic NC State and ECU tonight in Raleigh first pitch. We'll talk about that and a lot more right now with Corey Smith from Pack Pride. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line to talk uh, Pack Baseball and NC State Athletics. Corey, uh, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, and uh, looking forward to another Wolfpack and Pirate battle, and second one of the season, and I've been saying this all week, I, I did not expect a 2 nothing game uh, the first time these two teams played, and that's because I respected East, uh, East Carolina's offense more than scoring a, a goose egg, and uh, I thought NC State would score more runs than two, so it was a pitcher's duel the first time around. We talked to ECU pitcher C.J. Mayhew, who started that game against NC State yesterday, and he said he expects more low numbers, and the Pirate hitters we talked to yesterday expect more runs to be put up tonight, Corey. But uh, how about you? Were you surprised uh, of a low-scoring pitcher's duel the first time these two teams met? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I mean, I think both teams were kind of in a, you know, in a, a weird state at that point earlier in the season um and i think they're both kind of still in that state like still trying to figure things out you know as far as the offense as far as as far as the lineup's concerned as far as the you know pitching staff's concerned and especially with these midweek games because you know for nc state they've kind of been forced into the situation where they've had kind of had to move guys that were you know relievers into starting spots on the weekends and now having to move you know guys that you know they expected to be relievers into you know in these midweek roles now too and um, so it's been, you know, kind of a, a weird, uh, you know, midweek uh, trial and error for NC State, uh, especially with you know Sam Heifel not being in the rotation the last several weeks. They've had to move, uh, you know, some guys up and, and play them a lot more during the weekend, so they're being a little more safe and cautious as far as their uh, pitching is concerned during the week. Corey Smith joining us. Corey, the, the pack have uh, been in some shootouts, uh, to use a, a football term. Uh, a lot of high-scoring games just over this weekend against Louisville. Uh, they lose that series two games to one. They uh, were coming off a sweep over BC before that and a 13-run uh, uh, performance against High Point. So uh, where is this team right now? I follow a lot of state fans. Seems like uh, they, they just want more consistency from this baseball team. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a I mean again, like I said, it's a lot of it's on the you know, the fact that they're having to switch around things with the pitching staff and that's led to, you know, some inconsistencies when it comes to, you know, your starting pitching but also out of your bullpen. And, you know, the the weird thing about this past weekend was actually that, you know, the fact that for NC State it was it was a lot of reliable guys that they've they've come to know and, you know, trust in when it comes to their bullpen that really struggled. I mean, Baker Nelson I uh, got touched up on on Friday, and then it was Chris Villeman, the guy that's been, you know, stopper of the year candidate, a guy that's been, you know, your had not given up more than two runs in any outing, uh, other than one time earlier on the season he gave up five runs, but outside of that he's he's been basically giving up goose eggs over and over again, and he gives up like six seven runs uh, in an inning and a third. So you know, and that that ended up uh, you know putting Louisville back in the game on Saturday. Uh, and then on Sunday, again, you know, they put up five runs in the first, give up four in the bottom half of the first inning. So, 
it's just been it's it's been again just a a wild run for for the NC State pitching staff. Uh, you know, in the offense, there's been times where they're not able to put it together, but you know, a lot of times they're able to close out games. They're able to do enough to win games. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the big story for NC State has been Tommy White. You yeah. know, the fact that uh, the way he's played this season, I mean. This past week, somehow or another, didn't win ACC Player of the Week, but was named one of the National Players of the Week. Uh, you know, went 11 for 18, so he hit 611 overall, uh, 1.444 slugging percentage, uh, with eight RBI over the last uh, five games. So, uh, you know, just a, a really big run for him, and we'll see if that if that continues on because you know they've been on the road. Uh, they were on the road this past weekend on the road at High Point last week. Uh, this is their first time getting back home in over a week, and and they have a chance to do that now. A six-game homestand for them too, so or seven-game homestand actually. So, um, a big opportunity for them to turn things around. But yeah, I think you know it's going to have to be the pitching staff that has to figure things out here. And Corey, a lot of numbers you can go by looking at the the Warren Nolan live RPI right now. NC State at thirty-one, East Carolina at fifty-two. Uh, both teams uh, wanting to certainly be higher than that going into the year, but Wolfpack uh, may have some chances here with North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest on the schedule, and then the ACC tournament still time. But I, I don't know how do how do fans feel right now where they sit as far as postseason play goes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people see it realistically as you know, right now, NC State's probably sitting around the two, three seed line. You'd have to you have to work to get yourself back into regional talks, but you know, that's that's what this team did down the stretch last season. I mean, that's what this team has done in the past, and some of the most successful teams under Elliott Avent have typically been teams that that you know get hot late. I mean, obviously, most of the teams across the country, if you're successful, you get hot late. But uh, this is a program that at times has you know, has won like their first 20 to 25 games and then couldn't figure it out in postseason play. That's what happened the last time they went to the Greenville Regional. That was a team that I believe started off like 21 and three or something ridiculous like that and just couldn't figure it out at the end of the season. Uh, This team is kind of the reverse of that, where they're trying to figure things out. They're still finding a good amount of success. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's you know, as of right now, you have those three series coming up. Um, Yeah, UNC is going to be at home. And then you go on the road to Duke, a team that's figured their stuff out here lately. They're, they've gone five and one in ACC play over the last six games, and then a Wake Forest team that you get in Raleigh as opposed to playing at Wake Forest, which is a you know a park where there's a lot of home runs hit. We'll just say that. Uh, so we're not we're not going to you know say anything bad about the park. Apparently, I got a, a little blown up earlier this year <laughs> by Wake Forest fans for doing that. Okay, <laughs> my thoughts there um, about wanting to see Tommy White hit at, at Wake Forest, but. Um, yeah, those are three really good opportunities for them to, you know, to get back on track before you get to the ACC tournament and try to, you know, at at, at best try to work your way into you know regional spot. Um, at worst, try to be you know number two seed in a regional, which is where they found themselves last year as a you know a number two seed, the top number two seed last year in the uh, the Ruston regional, and then you know, work their way into to getting to Arkansas and somehow or another knocking off the number one team last year. So it's been done before. I think that's where the optimism lies for a lot of NC State fans is, is hoping to see that that really turn around. And again, the, the question mark right now is not having Sam Heifel in the rotation. Corey Smith joining us, Pack Pride. And Corey, when these two teams meet on the diamond on the field uh, or rarely on the court, you'll see red uh when the games are in greenville you'll see purple when the games are in raleigh so you'll see some pirate fans at doke field tonight how about the the future of doke field Corey? is there going to be some uh some uh, upgrades made following this season is that right 
Yeah, so they'll start the first phase. I've been told it could be in two or three phases. Um, I believe it's going to be uh, three phases overall. Uh, and as uh, you know, from what we were told, they're they're working on a fifteen million dollar project. Um, they announced that plan earlier this year. In recent weeks, they've gotten uh, an additional two million dollars from um, from one big booster and another one for another million dollars last week uh, that was given to the program as a gift. So. You know, the, the plan is as of right now to, you know, try to work towards that $15 million goal over the next two to three years and, and, you know, not only upgrade the, you know, the outside, what everybody's seeing, uh, you know, and the, the fan experience and everything along those lines, but also, you know, upgrading inside too, because, yeah. you know, you, you want your field, you want your facilities to be a recruiting tool. And I mean, if we're being quite honest, it's, it's not right now for instance state. I mean, you know, what what Greenville has going on right now is in terms of the baseball atmosphere and in terms of the setting, I mean that you know that helps them in a big way in terms of recruiting. Uh, you know, for NC State, really the big thing right now is the the success of the program. You know, the facilities don't really compare a ton to what the rest of the ACC has to offer. So, um, and and you know, it's not only the ACC they're competing with; it's the SEC down south too, uh, where they go to Arkansas last year and it's called like the cathedral of the you know of college baseball. So. Um, that's a that's a place where you know for NC State they've really got to boost it and they they put a focus on that over the last year. Corey Smith joining us. Corey, while well, I got you, here, I want to talk uh, a little hoops and football with you. And where do we sit right now on NC State's basketball roster? Seem to be a max exodus uh, from Kevin Keats' team following the conclusion of this year, including uh, Traquavion Smith, Baby T, who's testing the draft waters. Uh, and look, if he only sp- spends one year at NC State, selfishly, I'll be happy with that uh, because I like the local kid, but tough to root for him in that red uniform, uh, as you know, people around here. Uh, but but where are we at right now with Keats and basketball? And uh, I don't know, are things looking up right now? Because I know uh, it was a, a few weeks of some bad news regarding the basketball team, right? Yeah, as of right now, they've got two guys that they got as, as transfer commits last week. Um, you know, in, in Jarkel Joyner, a kid from Ole Miss that was a, a veteran point guard. He only has one year left to play. Averaged uh, 13.2 points and three assists last year uh, for Ole Miss. Was, you know, one of their most efficient offensive players and defensive players last year. So they feel really good about him. Needed that at the point guard position. Needed somebody with experience. And then they also got uh, a guy in uh, Jack Clark. Uh, not the baseball player, the, a basketball player from LaSalle uh, that's coming in, and he averaged, you know, a little over 13 points, or averaged 12 points and about six rebounds last year. I got a six foot eight guard that can shoot from outside, too. So they feel better about those spots right now. There's still two spots they'd like to fill, potentially three if a guy like Darion Sebron stays in the draft, which they're more, they're expecting him to do. Traquavion's kind of the wild card right now because, as you said, you know, there's a chance that he could stay in the draft. I've seen some people put him, you know, up near the end of the first round. I've seen mostly if, if people have them him in their draft, he's around the you know fifty to sixty spot, so late second round, mid second round, somewhere along those lines, um, and then you know potentially undrafted. Uh, but I've also seen a lot of people saying, you know, there's a very good chance that he has a a Jaden Ivory type trajectory, a kid from Purdue that could have entered the draft last year, stayed in the draft, went through the process, realized that. You know, he had a, a, a top 15 potential for the next year, and that's, those are guaranteed contracts. Like, if you get there, you're not only getting big money, but you're also getting a guaranteed contract, uh, whereas those aren't, those aren't offered in the second round. There's a potential you could get it after that. But, 
I mean, that's that's where the NIL right now is going to play a big part this offseason. And NC State, I know from talking to some people behind the scenes, they're working really hard on a an NIL collective right now to try to, uh, you know, put together the funds and, and put together deals to, to work on getting some of these kids back. You know, Terquavion Smith is obviously going to be a, a pretty big target uh, for the collective. And then, you know, moving on to football, too, for the next uh, several months, too. And, uh, and man, that's a whole new world, Corey. And uh, we have Stephen Igo on once a week from Hoist the Colors. And Igo does uh, a, a better job than anyone of covering East Carolina recruiting. And that has now gone into, you know, following the portal and, and who's in there, who's interested in ECU, who's ECU interested in. How much have you changed over these last two to three years covering that just as much as, as covering high school kids now when it comes to NC State athletics? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the month of April is wild now. I mean, because it is, you know, when it comes to recruiting in terms of basketball, it's great because you go to these events, you go see kids, you go get to talk to kids, you, you know, you you have videos put together of them, you can work on, you know, take your time with graphics and and really get to know, all right, who is NC State going after, who are, you know, or in Steven's case, like, who is is ECU going after – when it comes to when it comes to the transfer portal, it's fast and furious. I mean, it's you know, especially in terms of basketball, football. It's like, hey, you know, January is usually hot, December is usually hot, and then you know, it picks back up after spring camp. And there's you know, there's other you know, stragglers that you can go after. Sometimes big name players at that point. But you know, when it comes to basketball, you know, you have to have your name in the portal by May first if you want to be eligible for the following year. So. All these kids are basically taking one month to figure out, all right, do I want to stay at this program? Do I want to move on? Uh, so they have to put their name in the portal, and, and that's going to be a really big, you know, really big portion of this, too, because, you know, for a, for a guy like Terquavion Smith, too, there's, you know, there's been some talk that he could enter his name in the portal. I haven't heard it, you know, as, as any substantial fact, but, you know, there's also the notion of, like, hey, he could not return to NC State next year, and it could be, you know, he returns to college basketball. So, you have to you have to keep you know watching those types of things as well, and it it just makes it where you're you know you're on the phone constantly with these kids. You're trying to figure out hey who's NC State looking at, who do they have a realistic shot of, uh, how many spots do they still have open now, and it you know it, it works a lot quicker because it only works in about a month month and a half uh, as opposed to you know your your normal recruiting cycle where you can spend an entire summer or you know even over a year. Uh, following these kids and, and figuring out where they're realistically going. Good stuff from Corey Smith. Pack Pride joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, ECU, NC State tonight in baseball. And then coming up, uh, beginning of September, week one of the football season, we'll see NC State come to Greenville to take on the Pirates in football. And, Corey, are, are you prepared to live in a world with these high expectations for state football? All of my state buddies are about the same. They hope for the best and expect the absolute worst. So are these lofty expectations, how nervous uh, are Pack fans about uh, this football season coming up even though you're gonna have a really good team on the field yeah it's interesting because as we're talking right now i'm actually having a, a twitter conversation with uh brad crawford one of our 24 7 sports lead writers you know on the college football side and uh his you know he was saying he had nc state lower than most of the other guys on the 24 7 uh poll that they put together they put it they put nc state at number eight huh. their poll uh and he said i had them at number 13 and i was like yeah i think I think that's where a lot of NC State fans would like to realistically live at the end of the season. They want the respect of, you know, this team has 10 starters on defense returning. 
uh, along with a lot of depth pieces uh, that, that got good starting experience last year. I mean, you think about all the injuries NC State had last year. They had, you know, seven, eight starters go down uh, last year and not have them come back. And that was, you know, that, that led to, you know, a lot of guys getting experience and getting ready for this upcoming year. And then you had all those injured guys coming back. So uh, you now have not only the, you know, the, the starters that you expected to be ready last year coming back, but you also have all the depth of the guys that were working behind them and got that experience. And then you also on the, you know, that's just on the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, you have Devin Leary, Devin Carter, Thayer Thomas, you know, all those guys coming back, four out of your five guys in the offensive line. The only guy you, you lose, obviously, Ikea Kwanu, you know, a first round pick, a potential, you know, top five overall pick in this upcoming draft. That's a massive loss, but um, they do feel good about the rotation there. And, you know, that's kind of what I was debating with him was, you know, hey, uh, (laughs) Does, does NC State deserve the respect? Yes. But have we seen this story before and have we seen it go south? Yes. So uh, you're, you're kind of living in this world of like, hey, let's, let's just keep it around like the 13 to 17, uh, give them a <laughs> chance to work their way up into the top 10. And then, you know, that, that would be potentially heading into Clemson, uh, you know, week five. But obviously they got to get, I mean, we talked about a lot in our podcast. We talked about a lot in our stories like, that week one game, that atmosphere that I'm sure is going to be in Greenville with all the expectations for them going to this year and, and not getting the national love, not getting, you know, the statewide love even um, for, for ECU going into this season. Um, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, people out there that really want to see ECU knock them off the same way that, you know, Virginia Tech team did to, to UNC to start the season last year. So um, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a big chance for, for NC State to, to go out get a win early on and, and set yourself up because uh, if you can win in that type of atmosphere, uh, you have a good shot of, of preparing all of those guys on the roster for what they're going to see uh, in week five, which is our next road game against Clemson. Yeah, the Pirates had the packed number for, for years there, and then, boy, the last couple of meetings, uh, NC State has dominated East Carolina. I think uh, the Pirates, I don't know about win, but will put up a much better showing than they did uh, the last couple of times these two met on the field. And, Corey, you you know it. I guess it's more on the Atlantic side than NC State there. Or, excuse me, on the coastal side than, than NC State in the Atlantic. But if I give you, like, five chances to pick the ACC championship matchup, uh, you probably wouldn't get it. I don't think anybody would because every year this thing is wild uh, in football, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's honestly, it's on both sides. I mean, I think a lot of people are going, oh, well, Clemson's still the – you know, the end-all, be-all, they're going to be the best team. But, you know, I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Yeah. I know their defense is really good. they got a lot of guys back from, you know, one of the number one defenses in the country last year. Uh, but, you know, NC State had the number one scoring defense in the country last year and lost six of their starters by the midway point of the season. So uh, that defense is pretty good, too. And then, obviously, in the Atlantic, you also have teams like Louisville that you don't know what are going to happen, what's going to happen. Malik Cunningham comes back. They've got some other guys coming back. Uh, you've got... Phil Dracovich is coming back for Boston College. Um, you know, that, I mean, that division is wide open. Obviously, Wake Forest, who won it last year, brings back Sam Hartman, loses some pretty key players, but um, they feel really good about where they are. Then the coastal is just it's coastal chaos every year. I mean, so even though you expect, like last year, it was like, oh, well, UNC is going to run away with this thing and Pitt's going to finish second to last. You know, that, I, I think that's where they were picked. I don't even think they were picked in the top five in their own division. They go on to win the whole thing and, and win the ACC last year. So you just you never know with the coastal, and I think the Atlantic is is just as wide open this year if, if Clemson doesn't take care of business. And 
you know, figure out their quarterback situation. Um, I know they like where they're at. You know, they like Kay Klubnick. They like uh, DJ Uyunglele. Um, if you know, if he's able to figure out some of his issues, but certainly didn't look like he figured them out in the spring game. So um, I think this division is just as wide open as it's ever been. And you know, going back to what you were saying beforehand too, I wanted to point out. You know, I think this is the first. This is the first NC State ECU matchup since you know probably that. I mean, probably several years back. I would say probably since the you know even before the um, even before the the last the last one in Greenville, Scotty and and Dave Doran. Um, I would say this is probably the the first one since you know the early two, 2010s that you know both of these two teams have felt good about their rosters and where they're at. Yeah. Because, you know that that 2017 game or 2016, I think it was 2016. You know where where Dave Doran week two uh, took an took an L there at Greenville, um, and then you know the last one, uh, the last two have been you know one where ECU didn't have a head coach. That's <laughs> one where you know. Uh, I mean, they they just got into the first game with a new head coach. Right. You're you're looking now at probably the you know the the best matchup between these two teams, feeling good about their roster, feeling good about their coaching staff since, and I mean honestly since probably right before Dave Doran took over. Yeah, I, no, that's a good point. I'm thinking back to 2010. That was uh, Russell Wilson the overtime game here in Greenville. That was really good. But you're right; these last few matchups have uh, have been a little wonky, and uh, and that win in 2016. That was when everybody was on board with Scotty Montgomery because he had just started here two and zero, and that was the uh, the highlight, Corey. Everything went downhill uh, since then, since that Wolfpack win, but uh, uh, win over the NC State Wolfpack. But you're right; uh, it, it should be a showdown coming up to start this 2022 season. He is Corey Smith. You can follow him on Twitter at r Corey Smith. Head over to Pack Pride. Uh, keep your friends close and enemies closer, so you can know what the enemy's doing. Head over to Pack Pride. Check it out, Corey. Always great to talk with you man we'll uh we'll reconvene around august uh early september and do it again thanks always Cliff. i appreciate it man thank you there is Corey smith pack pride joining us on today's program hopefully uh pirates can get one on the pack tonight and then do the same when nc state comes to dowdy ficklin stadium later this calendar year to play some football we'll take a time out when we return We'll talk to Matt Davis. Talked to him quite a bit last year as the voice of the Wood Ducks. He is now calling games for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. They're the AAA affiliate for the Miami Marlins. And he got to see Ronald Acuna Jr. up close and personal. So we'll uh, talk about that and a lot more with Matt Davis uh, when he joins us on Pirate Radio Live. We roll on Hour 2. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Let's talk some more baseball as Matt Davis joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Matt, 
was the voice of the Down East Wood Ducks last year. He is now in Jacksonville with the Jumbo Shrimp uh, affiliate of the Miami Marlins, and he got to see a lot of Ronald Acuna last week as Acuna making his way back to the Atlanta Braves coming off an injury. We'll talk about that and a lot more. Matt, great to have you back on. How you doing? I'm great, Cliff. Uh, thanks for having me back. And, uh, yeah, the number two play-by-play voice for the Jumbo Shrimp. It feels pretty good. <laughs> well, I brought you on, and, and we'll talk about, you know, Jacksonville and uh, and what you've seen so far throughout this minor league baseball season. But I was scrolling through Twitter, and I'm a Braves fan, and there were several Ronald Acuna Jr. highlights from last week. And uh, I heard a voice, and I said, man, I, I think I recognize that voice. And sure enough, uh, Acuna and the Stripers were playing against uh, Jacksonville and heard you on some of the calls there. Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about that, but I guess uh, a lot of people heard your voice last week that were keeping an eye on Acuna, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I've only had one other experience where – I was covering a major league rehabber, but I wasn't on the air for it. Um, the last time I ever had a major league rehabber in the same ballpark that I was in was when I was with the Peoria Chiefs in 2019 and Carlos Martinez, hmm. the St. Louis pitcher, was rehabbing with us. But it was my boss who basically took the air, and I was in charge because I was uh, his number two and his media assistant. Um, I was in charge of corralling the media waiting for him to kind of exit the game. Martinez, he was scheduled to throw one inning. He would then go do a half half an hour workout in the tunnel and then leave. So my job was basically to get down there and spend my time getting the media ready for when Martinez was done. He actually threw only three pitches, got three ground outs, and then was gone. (laughs) So this was... This was very cool to see not only a rehabber um, in, you know, but let's be honest, at least the top 10, if not top five player in all of Major League Baseball, a bona fide superstar spend six whole days in one spot and just, conti- I mean, he was incredible to watch. Had to be great uh, for the organization, too, when it comes to, you know, butts and seats, concessions, all of that. I'm assuming uh, some big crowds went out and, and saw the uh, the shrimp last week, right? We had 23,000 people in the stands, and that was just between, I think, either Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So 23,000 wow. people just over the three-day weekend. In fact, uh, it, it, was, it coincided with uh, the A's-Orioles and... Uh, people were, were talking about the lack of attendance at A's games. I know uh, we had an East Carolina home game. I think we outdrew uh, the A's that day, but <laughs> that Acuna game outdrew them by, uh, by thousands, I believe, maybe a couple thousand. Yeah, um, it was <laughs> – yeah, I was talking to my uh, broadcast partner, Scott Kornberg, about it, and uh, it was just kind of – interesting uh, i mean we didn't talk about it in our staff meeting and we kind of knew that it would be a crazy week i uh, didn't really know how crazy it would be until the weekend came uh i've never been to jacksonville before but this is braves country there's a lot right. of braves fans that came out to the game and uh just and it was cool because you heard them all leaving saying you know we're not only braves fans now but we're jumbo shrimp fans because we did such a great job of crowd control and nice. um, just putting on a good show behind the scenes. We all knew that everybody was there to see Acuna. 
But what I love about this organization is that we do such a great job behind the field that whether you're a, a Shrimp fan or a Braves fan, it showed they want to come back. And I thought that was that was even more incredible. That's great, yeah, that you could uh, get the attraction that is Ronald Acuna and then turn folks into uh, fans that are going to show back up for uh, more games this season. Well, let's talk about um, Acuna's performance and expecting him to join the team in May. Braves fans are trying to rush that uh, due to the slow start for Atlanta this season. But uh, we saw him... Obviously, at the plate, uh, do what he does. We saw him uh, hose the guy from right field to third, which was very impressive. Uh, saw a running catch, which actually a, a viral video went uh, was made where a kid uh, gave him a fist pump after the catch. So uh, it looked like, and, and this was his first action since uh, a major injury against the Marlins last year uh, around the All-Star break, middle of the season, and um, looked pretty dang good uh, from my eyeballs, Matt. You were able to see it all. What do you think? Yeah, he he, he did great. Um, you know, it was uh, a couple plays in right field. Actually, the throw from th- right field to third was actually his replacement, um, Justin Dean. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the funny part of that is we were talking to Dave Lazan, who's the voice of the Stripers, and I, after the game, I just brought up, I said, did anybody know that this guy had this army? He was laughing. He said, no. He said, he even talked to Dean at BP the next day and said, you know, we knew about your speed, your pop, uh, you know, even just your range. But he's like, we never knew about your army. He's like, yeah, you know, a couple of people were just, I guess, chirping at him because they wanted Acuna there, and he's just like, I got to show him something. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, good for that, dude. Like how you... Yeah, I mean, he used it as motivation to really just say, I know you guys want a Clooney here, but I'm going to give you a show myself. And, <laughs> you know, give credit to Justin Dean, because I never saw him play before. He did really well. He, um, he He's a great right fielder. Um, obviously, it was even cooler to see Ronald Acuna. And like you said, he was just on fire. He was five, uh, five for 14. Just one extra base hit was a double. He's struck out four times. He stole three bags, which I thought was the more impressive part um, because it was when he made his debut on Tuesday, that was 284 days huh. after he tore the ACL. It wasn't even a full calendar year uh, clip. And I thought that was impressive because most guys need a full calendar year plus, I think. I mean, I've never torn ACL. I'm not a doctor, but I'm assuming – you would need at least 365 days to fully recover, and it just shows the the dedication that Ronald Acuna has to getting back out there, the hunger. And he did really well. The knee held up, made a couple of great catches out there in right field, stole some bags. He was he was pretty busy, I'll say. Matt Davis joining us, uh, one of the voices of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, affiliate of the Marlins. And uh, the Marlins made the – uh, playoffs a couple of years ago and they expanded the playoffs and uh, had a down year last year so what about the future of the Marlins who are some of the guys to uh, to watch out for you've enjoyed calling uh, so far well I'll say one of the the, the big guys uh, Max Meyer first round pick a couple of years ago actually struck out Acuna several times um, during the series so I thought that was fun to see just um, a young pitcher who I'm sure is, maybe has played video games before. Maybe he's played the show, and um, he hasn't made his major league debut yet. But 
Um, right now, he's 1-0 with a 1.83 ERA in four starts this year. He has 27 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings. Um, he's really incredible to watch. Um, he's just got an unbelievable fastball that gets upwards of 97, 98, couples that with just probably the most dirty slider you've ever seen. I mean, it's not even fair watching it come out of his hands. And that was actually one of the big things on his scouting report was his slider is an absolute hammer. Um, and it's interesting because he got Acuna a couple times on a fastball, and we know how good of a fastball hitter Ronald Acuna is. But he also got Acuna swinging at a slider that was buried in the dirt. The last one I saw was Acuna tried to hold up, but he couldn't. And it was, it was just miraculous to see. I mean, this kid is really unbelievable. He threw 10 innings last year in AAA. In two starts, he had a 0.90 ERA. Um, so I would not be surprised if Max Meyer ends up going to the Marlins at some point this year. Um, for his sake, I hope it's sooner rather than later. For our sake, I hope it's you know later. But again, <laughs> you want them to be successful. So I am 99% sure we'll see him with the Marlins at some point this year. Matt, I'm looking at the schedule, and uh, when I asked if you could come on the show, you said you were free this week. I assume, does that mean that you're only doing the uh, the home games and not doing road games? So, um, I like I said, I'm one of two broadcasters here. Scott Kornberg is the director of broadcasting and media, so he'll do most of the road trips this year. Okay. Uh, but he was very gracious and very nice to say that I can actually will go on my first road trip next week. Uh, to take the Redbird series. Oh, good. You'll be able to see uh, former Pirate Alec Burleson, who uh, I believe is playing in Durham, uh, played in Durham earlier today. So, I was, and, and that's a change too, right, Matt? Didn't uh, Was that a Wood Ducks thing or was that a minor league thing where in previous years, I think it was a COVID-related issue where you weren't doing road games? Is that different this year? So that was it's, – it, 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 that's a tough subject only because it was more of like an organizational thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, we just saw the news break today that the Washington Nationals, the last team to not allow their TV crew to travel, are now letting the Masson crew travel. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But I don't know too many teams that did travel last year. I think a lot of teams went monitors for 2021. Um, obviously with the Wood Ducks, that was just a change completely. Uh, if I was there this year, I wouldn't be traveling. And I don't think they will be, I don't think Texas sends their team on the road. I mean, I know Hickory doesn't have a broadcaster. Um, I don't know what the Wood Ducks are doing, but yeah. So with the Wood Ducks, it was a little bit different because I was selling. So they just decided to not send me on the road last year at all. That wasn't really COVID related. Gotcha. Um, that was more of a thing from the tippy top of the organization, but here it's 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 very cool. I, I think it's great to see that you know the teams are opening back up. I've still talked to a lot of friends that are still in the Carolina League and they're starting to travel, so it's nice to see, and it's fun for me because I haven't gone on a road trip since 2019. So uh, to be able to have several series this year, I'll actually be going to Durham in August. So awesome. Uh, maybe if. I, yeah, I'll be nice and close. If I have the time, I'll try to stop by and say hi. Um, but, yeah, it'll be very cool to kind of get back on the road because that's the one thing you miss is just, you know, the, the bus rides. And up here, it's the bus and the plane plane rides will be fun. Uh, but you kind of miss that interaction with the players. And I think it makes our job as media members and broadcasters a lot, more, a lot easier and a lot more fun when you get to kind of travel with the team because there's stories that you don't get when you're, when you're at home watching a monitor. 
I always ask uh, the guys we talk to, you know, former Pirates that are in minor league baseball now as they make it up through the ranks, you know, can you can you really tell a difference in the quality of pitching if you're a hitter or of hitting if you're a pitcher when you make those jumps from, from low A to A to double A to triple A? How about you, Matt, as an announcer uh, calling games uh, both in low A and now in triple A? Is it a big jump? Uh, is it a big notice of difference for you? Uh, the talent level, absolutely. You know, I, it, because you have to remember, uh, Clip, at least in AAA, I'm dealing with guys that have been to the bigs before. Right. You know, it was different because I'm staring at all their minorleague.com player pages, and they all have major league debut at this point, major league debut at this point. So, yeah, I, I will say the competition level is way different. The first series of the season at home against the Worcester Red Sox, combined in six days, there was at least – I think between 14 and 16 total home runs hit. Um, and that's just in six days. So between, and I think the ball just happened to be flying that day. The weather was perfect. It was nice and warm, not too warm. But yeah, um, going from low A when you're seeing 18, 19, 20-year-olds to seeing up here, I think the youngest guy in our roster is Max Meyer, and he'll turn 25 at the end of the season. So I'm, you know, the oldest guy in our roster is 34, and he's actually getting a ring because he was part of the Braves organization last year. His name is Grant Dayton. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I'll say this. You know, last year the Wood Ducks, I think the oldest player on the roster was maybe 22 or 23. So that's at least a nine-year difference or seven-year. You know, mostly we're 27, 28, 29. So that's a big difference and a lot more experience playing in minor league baseball or just professional baseball. So, yeah, the, the competition is a lot better. Um, it's a, but it's spread even, you know, in low A, the competition level is, is good, but there's a lot of, you know, kind of young player mistakes that are made. Whereas up here, there's not so many. So yeah, I, I'll say that the competition level is kind of night and day difference. You can see it. Yeah. And then again, you'll see these rehab stints. I was looking at the roster while you were talking there, uh, after you said Grant Dayton, I wanted to see if I recognized any other names and on the, the Jacksonville roster, it says uh, Sixto Sanchez, who I've seen, of course, with the Marlins. Uh, have you seen him in minor league play, or is he, is he injured right now? He's on the injured list. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when he's going to be here or if he's going to be here. Um, that's kind of, I mean, there's a couple of guys I see that are on the injured list. But, yeah, Sixto hasn't been here this year. Um, he actually, funny enough, we didn't really know our opening day roster until about 20 minutes before first pitch. Um, just because there's a lot of moving parts with the shorter spring training and, you know, with Major League Baseball starting after AAA for the first time since, I don't know, maybe the 19, early 1900s. I mean, it was pretty incredible. So there was a lot of moving parts. But, no, Sixto is not on our roster. Um, he's just on the injured list. And so we'll just kind of wait and see where they put him. Matt Davis joining us. Matt, they say that Jacksonville is the Kinston of Florida. And no, they don't. I just made that up. But uh, how about that? How about that lifestyle switch? Uh, a big difference there between K Town and uh, and Jacksonville. Just a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we share a parking lot with the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. I mean, I don't know if you've seen a couple of my tweets from the press box, but you can see TIAA Bank Stadium from the from the ballpark. I mean, oh, good. Well, I know you've talked to some people. Who are they taking first Thursday night? You got the inside track on that. I do not. <laughs> I, I uh, actually, funnily enough, one of our radio, our flagship radio station, ESPN six ninety, uh, that our one of our 
uh, studio producers during our Jumbo Shrimp games does this show, a uh, sports talk show called uh, The o- Overtime, I think. And he talks about all the talk. And sometimes when we're about to get on, we'll, me and Scott will kind of join the conversation that they're having. And um, he doesn't know. He's been talking about, you know, just, you know, I think drafting Aiden Hutchinson. And I always throw in my support for the Bama guys because I went there and I'll say, nope, they got to get Evan Neal. Uh, they got to get Evan Neal. So I don't know who they're taking. I don't think anybody knows who they're taking. Um, I have heard a lot of people say that this is not the greatest draft. So it'd be easier to just trade the one and, you know, for, for other picks. But apparently nobody wants the one. Right. <laughs> got to have a partner. I've heard, like, teams want to trade down. Nobody wants to trade up. Well, if nobody wants to trade up, nobody can trade down. So I'm interested to see what it how it turns out Thursday night. Um, I'm interested too. It, it should be it should be a fun draft. I mean, yeah, this is the first time that I really really have ever seen working in sports that you know nobody wants the one. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's a clear cut one this year. I don't really think there's a clear cut any pick really. Yeah, I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, looking forward to uh, Thursday night. Matt Davis joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Matt, uh, great to catch up with you, man, and uh, and just talk some baseball. Uh, let's do it again later on this season and. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. If uh, folks want to hear you call a game, uh, what do they do? Go online? Can they find you that way? Yeah, so we're on MILB TV, uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp on MILB TV, or uh, ESPN690.com. Uh, we're usually there Tuesday through Sunday, ESPN690.com or MILB TV if we're at home. Good stuff, Matt. Keep up the great work, bud. And uh, like I said, great to get you back on Pirate Radio. We'll uh, we'll do it again later this baseball season. How about that? Thanks a lot, Cliff. I look forward to it. I missed you, and I'm glad that we were able to catch up. <laughs> Enjoyed it, Matt. There is Matt Davis calling games for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, one of the great names in minor league baseball. Got to see Ronald Acuna last week, and we'll see plenty of other major leaguers calling ball at the AAA level this year uh, down in Jacksonville. Let's take a timeout, come back, wrap up Hour 2, get you set for Hour 3, a special Bryce Williams appearance on a Tuesday. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, talk a little NFL, uh, some football, and we got a game that I'm looking forward to. I've got old cuts from Bryce's old teammates and coaches from 2014 and 2015 ECU football. You can play along at home, and we'll see how well Bryce does at that game. All that more on the way. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 on tap. We're back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Quick question, because I don't know the answer and I always mix it up. In the song, John Deere Green. John, it was John Deere, Deere Green, Green on a hot summer night. He wrote Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Loves Charlene. Charlene. Yes. Can you remember if it was Charlene or Darlene? Yeah. It's 
Billy Bob loves Charlie. And letters. How how long were the letters? How tall were they? Three feet high. They were three foot high. Rest in peace. The whole town said the fool should have used which color? something red you should have used, used red, red but uh, it looked it good to, to charlene. charlene it was john, john deere green. green there you go all right well done just wanted to figure out if it was charlene or darling you passed my john deere green quiz who sang that he died during covid was it joe, joe diffie? diffie joe diffie joe That's right. diffie rest in peace rest in power he somebody propped him up against the jukebox ah uh, me up beside the jukebox when i die i don't know a lot of country but i know that i i knew that one if that ain't and, country you can and, my ass. and he did the song third rock from the sun welcome to earth third rock, rock from, from the, the sun. sun yep i remember that and yeah, of course the i associate it even though that wasn't the theme song or anything but i associate it with the tv show what third came rock first from the, sun. the song or the show oh it had to have been the song okay because joe diffie was probably 80s 90s country and that was right Early around 90s. yeah so that was right around the time that i listened to a little bit of country if i had to choose an era which i'm not a big i'm i'm not a country fan but if i had to choose an era i would go with early to mid 90s yes country. that's kind of that's where i was yeah she's in love with the boy yeah. all right walk away joe coming up tonight well first of all on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by the buck the buck Shirley, uh, what was our final earlier today from ECU softball? Nine to one, Taylor Woodring, your buddy, uh, hit a two-run jack Jimmy to jack. get things started, and they just piled on the runs after that. And uh, so they pick up the win, and they will host Wichita State coming up this weekend at Max R. Joyner Family Stadium. And I will be on the PA for the Saturday and Sunday nice. games. Nice. Right. An absolute Shane Winkler ass whooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Sorry. All right. Thank you for that score. Coming up tonight, Hawks Heat right now. The Heat trying to close out that series. They'll have to do it without Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. Uh, the Heat, the line is out. Four and a half point favorite. So what's Jimmy Butler worth? Uh, about three points to the line, which is a significant move. Uh, but the Heat are favored by four and a half. Grizzlies, home favorites. That series tied at two with the Timberwolves uh, coming up tonight in Memphis. And two to two in the series between the Pels and the Suns. That one in Phoenix tonight at 10 o'clock. Major League Baseball, we got uh, Yankees O's tonight, Shirley. Yes, they're we will. Again? Yeah, they're playing tonight at uh, first pitches at seven o'clock. We're going to join the game in progress because we've got our. Uh, ecu players lounge podcast coming up tonight at six and so as soon as that is done we'll join the game in progress sounds good so we'll have that one on the way shirley's red sox taking on the blue jays tonight my braves are at home win a game please could i win a game i mean once in a while geez braves taking on the cubs tonight max freed against marcus stroman in that pitching matchup and uh, what about Igo's red hot mariners red hot mariners are on the road at tampa bay so that is the look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck all right we have stalled for the arrival of bryce williams but guess what we got to take a break because we owe you a break so we're gonna reset we'll let bryce take a breath and we'll come back and i got a game for bryce williams today Bryce, you like games? I love games. Okay, this is going to be... You are way higher than me. This is odd. I mean, you're like six feet taller than me as it is, and then you go up even higher. There we go. Um, 
I'm going to play a soundbite of an interview with one of your old teammates or coaches at ECU from 2014 or 2015, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to identify who the person is talking. Nice. Oh, you ready? That'll be fun. We'll go uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll make you a winner and have a lot more with Bryce Williams, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday as Bryce Williams joins us one day earlier, so we'll bump I go to Wednesday. But Bryce, always great to see you no matter oh, the day. Exactly. It still uh, catches me off guard when you're rolling here in shorts. Uh-huh. And I see them big white legs oh, walking yeah. through the uh, studio. But I know. it is short season, folks, it although is. it's about to cool off again, I believe, the rest of yeah, the week. Think, yeah. So, anyway, there's Seven your weather minutes. report. Yeah. Sponsorship available if you want to jump in. <laughs> All right, Bryce, um, we want to go Pirate Radio Outdoors with you, maybe talk a little football, but uh, we're already a little behind time here, so I want to go ahead and get to our game today. I was thinking, what can we do with Bryce? We've been, I could ask Bryce these questions, but that could take a really long time. Yeah. Let me throw one or two out. So uh, we had the baseball players come in on Mondays, uh-huh. and we talk baseball, but it we're, ha- we're like getting towards the end of the season and i'm tired of asking baseball questions so mm-hmm. i was thinking of off the wall questions and, and it turned out yeah. to be good conversation good talking points like so i'll word. throw out a few out to you because i don't know if we've ever talked about this bryce uh you're a man's man get your hands dirty yeah uh, you're brave enough to battle the biggest meanest guys on the football yeah. field but what are you afraid of mm. what are your fears my fears i don't i get creeped out by spiders interesting i'm not a bug guy okay i don't like bugs uh snakes don't bother me but like like uh, yeah insects bugs and stuff like okay. roaches um yeah not not a fan of those as far as like an activity i would think i'd be willing to try you know do most things have you done um, like a bungee jump a uh i've never done bungee jump you know i've jumped off like cliffs and stuff at the lake and everything you know fairly high cliffs probably okay 50 feet 40 you know probably 50 feet or so you know enough to be a little nerve nervous maybe slightly higher i can't remember but um as far as in like an activity or dare i'd you know all right do it how about a uh young bryce what did you want to be non-ball player what did you want to <laughs> be when you grew up when i was little for some reason, I uh, wanted to be a bull rider. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I can't. Did anybody in your family, or like, you see uh, it on TV? No, like, well, how my you... grandpa worked uh, in a farm in Virginia, 
And I guess just being around, um, you know, being around the farm and everything. All right. You know, I was like, I'm going to be a bull rider. Because remember, we were in Idaho and I was on a, uh, you know, like you ride the mules and stuff through the canyon and stuff. And so I got caught up there. You know, there were cowboys, you know, in my eyes. And I said, Yeah, I want to be a bull rider. And hmm. by all means, but then for some reason, that just poofed out. I, I think you might have uh, grew out of it, too. I don't see too many tall bull yeah, riders. Yeah, I don't, I don't think my center of gravity would be uh, <laughs> very good for bull riding. All right. That's a, that's a great answer. Uh, what's your worst habit? Mm. Worst habit. Worst habit. Probably. Mm. One that annoys Anna is when I itch my nose like that. I you guess. do that quite a bit. Yeah, probably itching my nose is one thing I wish I could, I wouldn't do as much. Um, that, and this might not be the most pleasing hour of radio, folks, because I'm a little stuffy. Uh, yeah, I'm hoarse. And, I cut the grass this weekend, and it it, it did a number. I've felt kind of bad since then. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big allergic to tall grass guy. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, I had a fun weekend. Normally, I get a little horse over after the weekend. Oh, a big weekend. Okay. <laughs> and I guess maybe going west a little bit uh, has got me a little congested or okay. something. Maybe the pollen is more so back there. We've hit that earlier. All right. Um, yeah. Final question before we get to our game. Uh, have you sang karaoke before? I have. Um, it was actually fairly recent. And, oh, good. Um, What'd you sing? I sang... Um, I think I sang Slip Away. It was like a beach music It's song. like a beach music. Of course it yeah. is. Slip, Slip away. away. Yeah. Is that Slip Away? Clarence Carter? Yeah, not? that sounds fairly familiar. Yeah. Slip Away. Um, and I thought it was at a bar and stuff, and I sang with like an older lady. I thought I sounded great. Of but course I you did. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I didn't really get an applause. That's there, the thing about Carrie. Like, when the shower, man, we could all be music stars right. Right? in our cars. Mm-hmm. But then when you get that audience in front of you, you, you get the real exactly. And, well done, Clip Brock. It is Clarence Carter. All right. Yes. My Slip favorite away. Clarence Carter song is Dr. C.C. That's good. Oh, yeah. I'm a Patches man. But. Patches. Yeah. I enjoy the... Um, this time here, the Beach Boogie and Blues Station. Yes, sir. A lot. Right. There's some good music. Pirate Radio is good, too. Pirate Radio is good as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our game, Bryce. So these are, I was thinking, what can we do with Bryce out of the ordinary today? And uh, I got a lot of old interview clips from teammates and coaches. And this is all from 2014 and 15. Okay. This is going to be difficult for some, and I'm going to give you some positions. But let's start yeah. with a fastball down the middle, Shirley. Okay. And give Bryce uh, number one. You got to identify this voice. Oh, uh, man, it is what it is. You know, they're going to do oh, what they're going to do, and that's fine. <laughs> that's just piping it. Home run there. Yep. Wanted to get you on, uh, get you off to a good start. Yep. Yep. Shame. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear another one. I'm not going to give any clues here. I, I think you'll get it. Shirley, go ahead. Definitely bulking up, trying to trying to get better in my pass protection. What can I do better to help help the team, and what can I do better, you know, to help my old line and protect my quarter? Breon Allen. God, is correct. that was a little pass protection gave it away a little bit. I said, I went with Coop because I heard pass protection, and then then I Coop is the third member of Outcast. He's Georgia. He's laid back. He's I gotta get better my pass protection. Yeah, yeah. He's a country boy. Breon is. Higher pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did get Brion on my second game. I'd like to see Brion. All right, uh, let's go with number three. Let me see if I should give you a clue. Uh, this is our first coach on the list today. Okay. So uh, me and Igo love this guy. He would come in hot. Let's hear it, Shirley. 
I can't say they're where I want them to be. I've been pleased with their progress. I've, I've thought the last month or Coach so Wally. they played solid. <laughs> we haven't been mistake-free. John Wally, but we, he was a screamer, boy. He getting that yeah, microphone. <laughs> was he screaming at practice, too? Can you hit the oh, beginning yeah. of that again? Yeah. I can't say <laughs> the word. <laughs> okay, John Wiley, uh, smaller in stature, big voice. Mm-hmm. I always think about Brian Mitchell and – we don't have great memories of Brian Mitchell, the defensive coordinator. Did oh, not have, yeah. but he was a he was a good guy, funny guy. But um, he came on Pirate Radio Live or Live at Five at the time and was telling us about how when he was hired, he and John Wiley were hired at the same time, and Ruffin McNeil was describing John Wiley to Brian Mitchell, and he was like, and and this is Brian Mitchell describing. He was like, Coach Ruff said he's just like you. He is you. He's a He's a little bit older, but he is just like you. I mean, y'all were the same cut from the same cloth. And he said that they met at the airport to fly to Greenville. And Brian Mitchell told the story that he saw John Wiley, and his first thought was one, I thought you'd be taller, and two, I thought you'd be a black guy. Because I guess Rope said, you know, y'all are a spitting image of one another. Y'all are just alike. Y'all the same. Y'all, y'all the same. So when this little white dude kind of came up and said, I'm John Wiley, Brian Mitchell was a little surprised. I thought that was, hilarious. That was a yeah. funny story. All right, let's go with uh, another coach here, Shirley. This is another coach here, uh, Bryce. Well, as in the past, uh, you know, I think. Uh, <laughs> wow. Just like that. <laughs> Got to be honest, when my long snapper over here didn't identify Kirk Dahl, I was a little disappointed earlier Jeez. today. Well, what's your excuse, Chandler? It's just, it's been a long, it's been... It's been a while? It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bryce got it. Maybe these are a lot easier. Okay, we're getting to the harder ones here. Yeah, I, I'm, what am I, four for four? Uh, you are a perfect four for four. Let's see if you can identify this defensive player. Uh, I wouldn't assess any concerns. Uh, they're a good offense. Uh, they're going to do some things to us that uh, we're going to have to be there mentally and name? physically. Uh, make oh, sure Deshaun we're, we're focused at all times. There it is. Deshaun Amos. God, I, was the, I don't know why. The... You had him right off the bat. Yeah, you yeah. just couldn't get the name. Yeah. Deshaun Amos. Well done there, Bryce. Uh, let's go back to the offensive side of the ball. They looking pretty good. James still trying to get the hang of the offense, but he's doing real good out here. And Blake Kemp doing pretty good, too. Mm. That sounds like. Mm. It sounds yeah, like a taco. Got a little taco. No, it was not taco meat on I my need, chest. Let's see, hit, on. It, hit it again, Shirley. They looking pretty good. James still trying to get the hang of the offense, but he doing real good out here. And Blake Kemp doing pretty good too. God, it sounds like Daquan Barnes. Uh-huh. Um, we might have got him. Hang on, oh, Blake Kemp. So he's talking me. about the 2015 quarterbacks yeah. preseason. This is not a. Uh, Daggum. Preseason. How many times do I get to hear this? Wait, we got some pirates They're looking there. pretty good. James still trying to get the hang of the offense, but he's doing real good out here. And Blake Kemp doing pretty good. Is too. it an inside receiver? Yeah, and preseason might be a clue because he oh, might have ended his career with an injury now that I think about it, it. And not been able to play. Post, uh, post Bryce. Oh, that was after? It was his okay. senior year. So do you need your, the answer? I need a hint. Uh, little receiver, shorter guy. Dang, I tell you, Lincoln Riley like liked to give him the ball a lot as a youngster. It's not – wait. Quay? Quay Johnson. Golly, yep. yep <laughs> Golly. There it is. 
Um, oh, oh, we did. Ellerby did an over under on how many dangs you'd say because we thought this would be more difficult. I think these might be tough down the stretch, but uh, you hadn't even said a dang yet because you've been knocking yeah. them out. Quay, uh, Quay yeah, was yeah. a tough one for you, though. Yeah. All right, let's go back to defense, Shirley Rhodes. Oh, we done pretty good. Um, we getting everything in place. Like uh, first, like when we first started camp, it was more so of a our first time being together since the spring. And like you said, a lot of we have a b- bunch of young guys, and some of them first Is that time being was this, uh, this camp. So, <laughs> Is that I mean, Ray? Is that Ray? Like Christian Rose? Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. I had to listen to some of them the way he says his word. <laughs> Red. Uh, he was a good player, man. I think he was underappreciated at yeah. the D-line position. Oh, yeah. That was red. Uh, I just remember Jeff Charles interviewing him about his interest in go-go music from the D.C. Yeah. area. Yeah, I had no like idea what that is. I had no idea what go-go music was. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the all-time voices... If you see a picture of this guy and hear the voice, they don't match at all. But uh, who's this former coach, Bryce? Uh, I'd probably say, you know, about a C. Uh, obviously, there's always room for Brandon Jones. Brandon uh, Jones. Yep. Talk yep. like an old cowboy. <laughs> Tell you what. Yep. Said if these guys don't get their act together, we're going to whoop them. All right. Back to defense. Um. Well, Coach Ruff just tells us to look past it and look forward. And only if you look back, you go backwards. So we're just looking forward right now. Mmm, tough one here. Mm. Tough one here. Can I get it again? Um, well, Coach Ruff just tells us to look past it and look forward. And only if you look back, you go backwards. So we're just looking forward right now. Golly. As a defensive player, do you want a position? Position may help. He's a linebacker. I'm not going to give you an obvious one like Zeke. Is that Jordan Williams? That is Jordan yeah, Williams. Yeah, it's him. Well done. Your, I don't your know cousin. How that click. <laughs> so a lot of these guys you're facing uh, in practice more so than in your your room. But yeah. Jordan Williams, who went on to be the number one pick in the CFL draft. Really? Yeah. I think I remember. That, that. is a yeah. fact, Jack. Is he still playing it? Yeah, I believe so. I didn't. How in the world? <laughs> he was a specimen. It's got to have something to do. Did he, do you have to be like part Canadian or have some citizenship? I, I don't know. I, I think that's correct. Maybe so. All right, uh, Shirley, let's go back to uh, stay with the defense. Um, game tackling, that's something we've been working on, getting to the ball, stripping it. That's something, you know, we all we talked about after that game because we felt like it was unacceptable yep. for us to not get a turnover well that done. game. So that's something we've been working on. I was a Lamar Ivy fan. I don't know. I, I always liked Lamar Ivy's Ivy. Cool. All right. Uh, oh, did, is he the it? one that injured uh, Rick Smith at practice? Didn't he, like, run yeah. into him? Yeah. Yes, that is him. It was Ma, Ivy. How was that for you, Coach? Uh, well, as a 68-year-old man, it, it won't fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Coach Rick Smith. Uh, all right. Man, I like this guy a lot. I thought he was going to be the next guy on defense. I believe his career ended early due to injury. But uh, here's him as a young buck talking. Defensive player. Yeah, I look up to Zeke. Um, Zeke is like a big brother to me. He, help, he, helps, he helps me out in many ways. So uh, I'm just moving my way on up. If it takes special teams, that's what I'm going to do. He sounds like a coach. Is it uh, – Man. I know. I think um, – Bronson? Bron- DeVaris Bronson. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a stud, and he might have been if he could have stayed yeah, healthy. He kept, yeah, he got hurt a lot. Because there was always this transition from, like, your best special teams tackler to a really good linebacker, and yeah. Zeke made that move mm-hmm. and others, and I thought he was the next one. 
and uh unfortunately his career ended yeah. due to injury good job good pull there man all right got one more oh god last one on the list another defensive player it's gonna be fun we, we in the we in the thick i mean everybody gonna be loud i'm gonna be loud with them screaming too like yeah let's go let's go let's do this you ready for this i am <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sound bite uh do you have any idea who that man. was let's go can, can we hear that again, Shirley? I want to hear that again. It's going to be fun. We, hey. we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. You ready for this? <laughs> Golly, that sounds so familiar. I'm trying to think of the list. <laughs> I want to say he was an outside linebacker. <sighs> but mm. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it's not Zeke. Um. Mm. What was that? Can I get never really a time? big impact guy? Yeah, hit it again. It's gonna be fun. We we in the we in the thick. I mean, everybody gonna be loud. I'm gonna be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Are you ready for this? I am. <laughs> Great. Golly, I can. I, I think I can picture his face, but. All right, you want me to say it? Ah, yeah. I'll... Maurice Falls. Oh dang! <laughs> wow. Yeah, Maurice Falls. Great interview there, man. Didn't uh, never again was like a impact guy, but well, he was outside linebacker. Yeah, right? yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was a very was edge. Yeah, edge, edge guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he made some daggum good plays and stuff. That is hilarious. Now, nice. now I can definitely picture the face with him. Yeah. Bryce, you uh, you did a great job with that. I might have to bring that back next week yeah. and try to throw in a few more tough ones. Dang, it's funny. Some of those guys' voices, I mean, I haven't heard them forever. Yeah. Like nice. Ivy. What in the world? <laughs> that was, uh, My favorite you, one is, is that red? Is that red? Yeah. Is that red? That was good. Good job there, yeah. Bryce. You got a uh, good brain exercise there yeah, for you. Yeah, that was actually good. Yeah, I needed that. Good stuff. All right, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag here on a Tuesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Love taking a walk down memory lane and uh, talking old pirate football. Shirley Rhodes, uh, what are we giving away on this Tuesday? How about a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville? Oh, man. Mm, that sounds good. good. That sounds good. I want that. Mm-hmm. What caller? 12. Caller 12, you are a big winner today and can enjoy. I'm a traditional wings guy, but Wings Over, they got the best boneless wings you can find. I like and waffle fries are something else. Parm. Garlic, Garlic parm. parm. And if you want to go away from the wings... Try the chicken bacon ranch wrap and thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chan Man. You're required to high five Chandler you the next time them. you see him. Yes. And you can choose any flavor for the tender that they put in the wrap. I like that. Mm. I like that. All right, 317-1250, caller 12 is a winner. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Did Bryce get that elusive turkey? We'll find out after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Redbanks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Josh Lilly of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. They have its own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Open till 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and Wings Over has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams hanging out. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man here as well on a Tuesday. We got content junkie cj and jenny on the way to raleigh to cover ecu and nc state coming up seven o'clock tonight credit to me because usually when i see something five days previous that i want to bring up for a guest i'll forget but i remembered this time Mm. and i saw this tweet bryce and the caption is deer hunting with eagles i don't know this is a real thing but it's a guy who has an eagle i guess attached to his uh his arm his wrist whatever and there are deer running through a field and he lets the eagle go. Is that like a bald eagle? It's a giant I'm not bird. Sure what? It's like a, more I mean, like a hawk or a falcon or I'm something. I'm trying to think if golden eagles are bigger than balds. I'm not sure. But he straight up tracks down a deer, grabs it by the ass, the hind legs, and tackles it to the ground. I mean, that's insane. I've seen him do it with like foxes and eagles with foxes and mm-hmm. coes and stuff. Which is pretty wild, but I'm a deer. I mean, that bird is the size of the deer almost yeah. with, with its uh, wings out. But that is just. That is insane. I mean, that thing freaking is hauling butt. <laughs> and that's not the biggest Look deer in the world, thing. but that's a it's an adult deer, isn't it? Or, uh, it well, it's, it's a little, little undersized. Little blow, but it's so Man. Gun. So uh, I don't know, just something maybe you should think about if you I'm struggle. I'm kind of curious to what kind of eagles those are. Yeah. Uh, it's a big fella. Let's go, uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Bryce has been looking at a turkey. Have you found it yet? I tell you what, it is a. I zig, they zag, they, whatever other sayings you got like that. I mean, it's, they're stubborn birds. My goodness, I called one in last week. I mean, he's probably two hundred some yards out, and we're down in like a river bottom, so it's not like open field, and you know. I think that's easier turkey hunting, in my opinion. So I even had a buddy come down. He said, man, these turkeys are stubborn. But he said, if you can kill a turkey down here, you can kill any daggum turkey. So, no, it didn't have any luck last week. And I went two or three times. I mean, we're seeing turkeys. You just can't get them in range. It's like they don't care anything about a decoy. Um, and you're like, golly, and there's hens down there. And so you're competing with that. Because when a, uh, Tom is hemmed up, with a hen, it's they just mosey along. They're, you know, they're not in any hurry, so that makes it painful. 
Well, this morning, we go with a Jay's friend, um, Jay's friend's son, and he's a big, you know, big hunter. And they're at, like, he's, a, you know, he's actually young, but he guides at Dare to Hide um, and all that. So he went with us, you know, he's a pretty good caller, too. Um, and he goes with us, he's calling, and sure enough, finally get one. He's making a huge circle. Got one with, um, He's probably 35 or so yards, and I'm torqued back like this. And he's kind of moseying along, and he stops, and he's like, shoot him. So I rush, oh. shoot, and I miss. Oh, and I'm like, golly, and just the morning, yesterday morning, Jay had happened to Jay again. Jay missed. So me and Jay are. So once you miss, what does two. the bird do? They uh, get the out of town. Two hands flew out, which I actually did see a bearded hen this morning. He was with that hmm. Tom, so uh, which is pretty cool to see a bearded hen. But they flew off. He flew probably twenty yards, and then we just all sat still. And he was trying to call him just to make sure, make it be like, oh, nothing really happened. Yeah, that was nothing. That was, yeah, just a lot of boom. It was a thunder. Yeah, and I was like, but my gosh, it's like you go. And I've been how many times this year? And, you know, you're like, God, put it all this work. And you're calling. You have these close opportunities. And you finally get an opportunity. And dadgummit, I miss. It's like sports. Uh, you get in that red zone. And yeah. there's a lot of options. But every now and then, you're number one option. Yeah. They get that one ball to you. You got to yep. get it. Yep. And uh, so I was like, man, he's a good would have been a good bird. So I was like, golly. And I, what it was, I totally... And a lot of when you're shooting guns or uh, you know bow and stuff, it's look follow your follow through on your shot. I was too anxious, threw it up. It's almost like I shot and was looking looking to see him drop before I actually just you turn your head to run before you caught the ball. Pretty much, I turned my head before I ran and caught the ball. And now, of course, vividly remember the mess. I'm like, golly, so that's aggravating as crap. We but, uh, probably shouldn't show Bryce the Brandon Manning video he showed us the other day, Chandler, of him shooting a turkey. I don't want to take any way, anything away from Brandon, but that looked like open field, kind of what Bryce says is easier work open field, man. than what he's doing. Oh, there! I, and he called him in. He did everything you said leading up to the shot, except he he was a he was close. Uh, we got we didn't ask Brandon how close he was, yeah. but we saw the video. He was yeah. he was pretty close. It is. Uh, should a, you hit a 35 yarder? Like what? Yeah, if I would have, I you know, if I would have been a little, you know, just a little more patient, didn't rush shot, stayed on them without being overly anxious to, you know, I know I did that. Is that kind of on the borderline of your comfort zone as far as for me? Like, yeah, for yeah. my gun. I mean, they, my buddy has the gun. He has. I mean, you got different type of ammunition, the choke, you know, all that. The choke and ammunition, you know, play I think a big role as um, far how far you can shoot him. He's shot him. He'll shoot him out to 50. Hmm. He said he shot one out to 60, but you know, only a few pellets that hit him. I've lost it only takes a few to hit him in the head. But my gun, I'm thinking, you know, that today was probably the, you know was the max. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer, but hey, you learn. Hope because we're going tomorrow morning. Uh, crossing my fingers, I get the other opportunity, and I. 
make the most of it. There you go. Uh, as always, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All right, let's uh, get another break in. We'll come back as we go to break at uh, NC State Baseball. The official account for NC State has said tonight's game is sold out. So, oh, wow. I'm sure a lot of Pirate fans will be there. There's a lot of red, a lot of purple. Should be a good one tonight at Doak. Josh Thomas putting on Twitter, there is a tarp on the field. There is rain in Raleigh. Hopefully that gets out of there. This game will be played on time. But uh, good to hear that it will be a sold-out crowd. I'm sure there will be a lot of purple and gold in the seats, too. Looks like we're going to get some rain here uh, throughout the night. And from who I talked to today, I haven't looked at the forecast, but rain should be at a rally. They're hoping by that 7 o'clock. And, yeah, we got some thunderstorms heading this way later on. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live with Bryce Williams after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, it is draft week. NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Bryce Williams has shared his uh, his draft memories and frustrations and things like that. <laughs> Although I heard something new. You were talking about Jaquan McMillan and Bryce is uh, like a lot of folks wondering why Jaquan McMillan isn't being rated higher heading into this draft. And we were talking about the uh, the visits he had taken, the top 30 visits, and we've talked about a, a ton of those that uh, Jaquan has been on. You said, Bryce, that's a great thing to go ahead and get your name out there, get uh, the teams to get to know you. You said you were about to take one of those top yeah. 30 visits to where? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was about to. Um, I think it was like right before you know, like the deadline and stuff, and out of nowhere it was um, – Hey, you know, my agent calls me and says, hey, uh, the Rams, you know, want to fly out to, you know, obviously L.A. And I was like, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm getting, I'm like right there about to fly out, um, you know, to L.A., top 30 visit, beat the head coach, GM, you know, the whole deal, um, which is, you know, it's a big, it's a huge thing, you know, because they only get a few guys, I guess, that they can bring in, um, you know, so it would have been awesome to have that potential. You know, they ended up drafting two tight ends, and it would have been nice to – Possibly have been one of those, but um, they ended up calling me. I think the next morning or late that night, because you know L.A. was three hours behind. They ended up calling me late the night and said they were gonna. It was like between Carson Wentz and Jeff Jared Golf, and they ended up I guess bringing in Jared Golf for I guess another visit or four A visit, and obviously you saw how they. You know, pick him <laughs> number one. So you were spurned one. by Jared Goff, your, yeah. your visit. And yep. just hearing those names and everything that's happened since then now, we're talking to Bryce Williams, so that's a win for us. <laughs> uh, but Jared Goff is with the Lions now. Yeah. The first year he leaves the Rams, they win a Super Bowl with Stafford. <laughs> yeah. And then you mentioned Wentz, who 
uh, drafted by the Eagles. He's on his third team now. He's wow. gonna. He's with Washington. Yeah. So it's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's been a few years now, but a lot has changed uh, with the landscape mm-hmm. of those guys. Oh yeah. Then. So uh, draft coming up on Thursday night, and uh, this is the most unpredictable mm-hmm. draft I can remember, Bryce. Not only usually the number one, two, three picks are like set in stone. That is not the case here, and we don't even know who the first quarterback is off the board. Hmm. So, uh, what year was your draft? 16. And, yeah, I want to look and see uh, at, like, the top 10 and just kind of go back in time and see how set in stone it was before they drafted because this year is probably the most unpredictable that I can recall. Uh, Let's see. So, it went golf first to the Rams and then Wentz. Bosa, yeah, yeah, he was uh, high up there. Ezekiel Elliott, we will not be seeing a running back in the top five or ten in this year's draft. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley, uh, DeForest Buckner, Jack Conklin, Leonard Floyd, Eli Apple, the top ten. Eli Apple now a punching bag and a a meme, basically, in the NFL. Oh, you were... uh, That was the year with the famous Laramie Tunsil, where on draft night... (laughs) like 30 minutes before the draft those pictures came out of him in some sort of smoking apparatus and uh he went all the way down to the dolphins there that year yeah you remember any of these dudes from the combine oh yeah i mean i remember seeing he was literally wearing a gas mask (laughs) i mean what a 30 minutes before he was supposed to be drafted well he was was the top three pick that was not a live photo no 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 okay but it came out Right where he does not want to come out, where he's about to be drafted like top three, and then he, I think he ended up going like 11 or 12 yeah. overall to the Texans. That makes oh me mad. Did you know Josh Dotson at all? I don't know. Nothing really against him, but that was just a stupid pick by Washington. It was a cocky pick. We made the playoffs the year before. Oh, we're so good. We'll just do uh, pick an injured guy. Because we were fine with our roster. Oh, he was injured? He was injured going into from uh, TCU. He was a big-time player in college. What position? A receiver. Okay, yeah. We never do good. Do not draft a receiver in the first round this year, Washington. Please. Whatever you do. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, off the top guys. I remember, you know, just sort of brushing through, seeing them. Eli Apple, you know, I think I was with him at panthers briefly eli apple got roasted in the uh yeah. playoffs this year well he brings it on himself too he yeah. like talks junk and then gets smoked and yeah vernon hargraves yeah his dad was a coach here he played high school well actually middle school football mm-hmm. i think in greenville before moving yeah, on and then unfortunately uh caught the last shane carden pass right i think so in birmingham bowl yeah Ugh, that sucks yeah that's not painful good. Painful. I forgot all those guys were in my draft class. Yep. So there you go. Uh, Michael Thomas went second round. Look at these second round guys. You got Xavier Howard, uh, Chris Jones, Derrick Henry. I was going to ask, was Derrick Henry in that draft 45th class? 45th. Overall. Yes. In the second round. And now is an wow. absolute monster. Guys drafted later in the draft, Chandler, James Bradbury, who was a Panther. And a very good corner for us before being shipped off to uh new york there's an old tight end still playing bryce austin hooper was taken in the third round yeah i think yeah him and higby i feel like or pharaoh cooper i remember pharaoh and yeah. uh, the Rams. he's havelock guy dag prescott taken in the fourth round of that year's draft matt judon who's been really good 
with the Ravens and the Patriots was taken in the fifth round. Running back Jordan Howard was a fifth round pick. Maybe the top receiver to some in the league, Tyree Kill, was a fifth round pick. Wait, Tyree wow. Kill was not a draft class. That's Wait, Tyree Kill is a short, fast guy, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's I short. He's fast. Dolphin now. Cody Cole, I remember him. He was a. Uh... And there you go. Why don't they have you listed as a notable undrafted player, Bryce? Maybe they do. Maybe I haven't yeah. seen it. No, know. they don't. We need to update this Wikipedia disrespect. page. Disrespect. Don't disrespect Dang me, right. bro. That is uh, very disrespectful. Don't disrespect me, bro. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Bryce, uh, you have no interest in this year's draft at all, do you? Unfortunately, I will not. not. And you don't have a team. Like, you don't. You just yeah. kind of know guys, right? Yeah. And root for guys. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we were talking playoffs, you were like, yeah, I was in a camp with this guy. I'm going to pull for them. Yeah. You just pick a guy that <laughs> way. connection that, yeah. There you go. All right, let's hit our final break in. We'll come back and ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday before the storms hit. Looking a little hairy outside yeah. right now. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Taking a quick look at your stock market report before we end the show. The Dow was down 809 points. The Nasdaq uh, closed at 33,240. NASDAQ was down 514 at 12,490. The S&P was down 120 at 4,175. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All righty. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to our guest as well, Jake Washer, former Pirate, now with the South Bend Cubs. Also, Corey Smith, Pag Pride. And Matt Davis, voice of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, for joining us on today's show. Also, Ellerby, Chan Man, Shirley Rhodes, and Bryce Williams. Bryce, well done on Name That Voice. We'll bring some of that back next week and uh, talk more football with you. And uh, have a great rest of your week. Y'all as well. Thank you. We'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.